Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Yes, Welcome. sir. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Should be a good time. Yeah, man. So we planned this a while ago. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now we're finally doing it. Heck yeah, man. That's all right. All good things sometimes have to be postponed. That's it. Well, what's uh? So is it Nico or Tony? Um, my maiden name's Tony, but um, boys usually call me Nico, and gone by that since like high school. Oh. It's something that kind of stuck by me, so I decided to uh, just kind of keep rolling with it. So it even follows me into like work. Some people that will know me walk in, they'll say, hey, "What's going on, Nico?" My coworkers be like, "What the?" Hell? <laughs> but uh, usually, it's usually a good way to get my attention. Right. Okay. Hell yeah, man. So you got uh you got some a bunch of tattoos on your arms. What uh what you got going on there? Thank you. Um, you know, if I didn't have such awesome. like long Thanks, man. Try to have a nice unique look for a ginger. Try to differentiate from everybody else. Yeah. But uh I've uh I was a tattoo assistant with a buddy of mine a little while ago and it really got me into it and we kind of kept in touch, so every so often I'll kind of go to him. Throw him a couple hundred, see what he does. I don't even really have a request when he does when he does it. Really? I just kind of like, hey, I want you to draw something up on the fly, slap it on me, and we'll ride with it. Dude, um, that's cool. Like for example, I have a jackalope right here, and uh, he was busy the one day inside yeah. his shop, so I decided to uh, go to. I went to his buddy that was just kind of free on the side, and he's like. Walk around the mall for about 30 minutes, come back here, and I'll have something drawn up. And I was like, all right, cool. Took a stroll around the mall with my buddy, kind of got some food, came back. This guy's like, damn, what do you think? And I was like, that, that's got that's got to go on me. I said, I don't care where it's going to go on. It's just got to go on me somewhere. He's like, awesome. He's like, you want color? I said, dude, I want you to have fun with it. And he, yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. But... Yeah, I'm definitely an impromptu kind of person. Um, my hand tattoo, I was uh, going through a bad time, kind of wanted some ink, and uh, hit my buddy up. I said, hey, man, are you free? I said, I kind of need some I need some work done. He's like, yeah, man, shoot on over. And I was like, yo, I said, I got an Anubis up here, but I also want to do something crazy and out of serve. So I'm thinking my hand. He's like, well, what do you think? And I said, well, I got a quarter here. I said, heads, I get this, I get this filled in, tails, and I get my hand done. Well, tails never fails, man, and I definitely <laughs> got this hand tattoo, and it was worth it, and every second, and all right, so let's not do this. <laughs> all right, all right, close that out. That's cool. Vibing earlier. But, yeah, um, that's kind of the same thing with like this whole airsofting thing, man. I just kind of like jumped into it headfirst, and uh, I don't have any regrets. Like, yeah, how did you get introduced crazy. to it? Um, when I was a kid, um, a bunch of my friends used to do it, and you know how you used to, you know how you probably started. You went in your bed, or bed, friend's backyard, oh, yeah. shot each other with some BBs, little springers, had your thumb. Yeah, but after a while, you know, I grew out of it, lost contact with them. Yeah. Um, 
had a buddy of mine who needed a ride up to a game once. And he says, yo, he says, if you take me for a ride, I'll pay for you. I said, all right, cool. So I took him out to a place called Poco Loco. It's just outside of Reading Pia. And uh, it's a very, like, earthy field. Like, it's a lot of rocks, a lot of trees, a lot of hills. Pain in the ass to be on for your first one. But I fell in love with it first, first time. And I was like, yo, this is awesome. This is something I really needed. This is the exercise I've been looking for. And it also inspired me to start, like, hiking, getting out in the yeah. woods. It started to get me into the gym. It, right. it did a lot. It did a lot for me. And I'm, I'm so thankful for it. And on, on the way, um, like, we just started going out with more of his friends, started kind of grouping up. And eventually, um, what was it, like two years into it, I was like, yo, we need to build like a name, like some sort of emblem. And I came up with uh, Lebanon Airsoft Society. And Lebanon's the, the city I'm from. And generally, our members are about an hour away from here, just okay. in the far enough, wherever we go for an event. We can probably hitchhike with somebody, get them on board on like a carpool or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. That's <laughs> cool, man. Okay. Yeah, man, that's that's uh, that's how a lot of people get into it. It's just uh, really, you know, they're, they 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 uh, played it a little bit when they were younger, and then uh, as they got older, like you know, you get out of high school, you start working or doing whatever, and then um, then somebody's like, "Hey, have you gone? Uh, have you played airsoft?" Like, no, what? Not since I was like twelve. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then they go, you know, and, it's, and it, almost everyone I've had on here. They, um, it's like the first time they go, they're hooked. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was only one guy. There was one guy that he had the opposite experience when, uh, he, uh, he's in Japan. He's got a really good, uh, YouTube channel. Actually. It's, um, Mayday San. So Mayday, Mayday and then S-A-N, you know, Mayday San. I might and, be calling um, Yeah. He, uh, his first time he went, um, he went by himself like he saw videos, right? YouTube videos, Navridge and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. uh, he went by himself. Nobody talked to him. He didn't know the field. So he got, he was spent 90% of his time in, in spawn and uh, he hated it. He actually, he left there and said, I wasn't even going to go back and play. I was going to turn my gun back in. I was going to, you know, take it back. And um, so a friend of his said, Hey, just try it again. Go to this other, you know, maybe go somewhere else. So he went to a different field. It was indoor. Went to a different field. Uh, everyone was super nice there, and said, "Hey, man, you know what do you you know? How, oh, this is your first time, whatever, and you know you're new and that kind of thing." So, it, the people changed it for him, you know. Yeah. So then he was then he was hooked. But most of the time, it's uh, people go and they're like, "Oh shit, this is awesome." I don't think <laughs> I've really ever met anybody that has kind of found it on the internet or just kind of locally and then just kind of jumped into it and then started from there. And yeah. It's, that's usually like a common theme is people like uh, kind of let to bring their friends out and uh, let them experience it for themselves. Um, I think this right. past year I've taken three of my friends out, including my girlfriend and she has a little bit of asthma, but I mean, she said, she's like, when it gets colder out, definitely let me get out there. Some, some lighter gear. I have like my, my gear's about like thirty pounds and she was wearing the top half, so oh. she she took the full brunt of it. But I mean <laughs> like even if you're like dying out there and you're getting hurt, you're tripping up, whatever, you're still having a good time. Like I don't yeah. know what it is. It's the adrenaline or it's the it's the camaraderie aspect of it, but it's definitely it's definitely worth bringing out new people and seeing their like expressions for the first time. Right. Takes you back. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think too. It's like the um, it's like when you get into a, a you know a match like a shooter like Call of Duty or Halo or whatever. Like you know you're on the small map. You go, you get killed, but then you go, okay, I'm gonna go this way this time. You like you keep trying, and then you get that it's one like kill. You're like yes. Yeah. It's like fast adaptation. It's like you're you're like treat you're treating your brain to like develop um like mechanisms to handle certain situ- or situations, like a yeah. plethora of different things that can go on yeah. in this one scenario. Yeah, you're but, like uh puzzle solving skills. Okay, go this way, go this way, <laughs> try this one, try that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely feel that and a lot of it like I, I do like hiking. So, for example, like tomorrow, like I've been packing. I have uh, 20 oh, miles. Nice. I have a 20 mile hike I'm doing tomorrow out in the what? AT. Bro, and, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm training for the four state. Um, the four state's going through from West Virginia up to the PA border. Yeah. And you're pretty much doing the entire Delaware section of it. I failed my last oh. time. Um, me and my buddy went and uh, we got, it was 40. Yeah, we did 40 miles out of the 47. And uh, we ended up like coming up to this third to last mountain range, and we probably ran out of water maybe like ten miles back before we even got to the spot. We finally found this little stream to go fill up some water, and this is, mind you, like the temperature, like the day just turned to night. We just hit the opposite side of the mountain where the wind was. It was dark. Oh. It was cold, and I mean, talking from like a twenty temperature drop, it was fucking crazy. Oh and uh, so I fall to my knees, I take off my like pack, and I mind you, I'm rocking with like 40-some pounds on me. I take right. my pack, get my water pump, hand it to my buddy. I was like, yo, fill this up. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to sit here for a second. And like I, wasn't, like, I wasn't exactly aware on how quick hypothermia sets in. Yeah. But like my body instantly started shutting down. And like I remember my eyes forced itself closed. My hands felt like they were going numb my legs went numb i was like oh god this is it my buddy grabs me by my shoulder or my bag and he's like you cannot sleep here you're gonna die he's like let's go and i was like all right you convinced me and i rolled over put the bag on we rocked about another 12 miles past this mountain range and in delaware if you've ever gone hiking in delaware it, it's mostly flat right okay up, up until you get into the top of the mountains now in most places when you get to the top it plateaus and then you come down Delaware likes the plateau and they give you boulders to climb onto before you oh, wow. incline or you decline directly down like a 90 degree. It's crazy. So we, we got over this mountain range across the mountain or the highway and find the shelter. My buddy didn't have like a, like a crazy big jacket on him. Uh, this is like February too. Like this is as oh. cold as it was to get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, gave, I gave him my emergency blanket and my, my pad to sleep on. Because he was, like, afraid of dying of hypothermia. And I was yeah. like, I understand that. And I sat there trying to make a fire, but the wind was too much and stuff around me was too wet. I couldn't make one. And yeah. I was like, whatever, I gave up. And I had this heated jacket on. And I remember the little the little red dot was on. And I was like, mentally, I'm keeping myself warm because I see red, whatever. There's a correlation there. <laughs> and about 10 minutes into it, it's just, too, just turned off. I was like, no, <laughs> no, Sam. Batteries went out. Like, oh, no. I was like, all right, screw it. So I sat there, I forced myself to shiver, and uh, I was I was generating my own heat. And every so right. often, every few hours, I'd stop shivering to like quiet myself to listen to him, make sure he's breathing. Yeah. We got through it. Morning, the morning cracked open. I got down. It was just bright enough to where I found some dry stuff. Made myself a small fire. I turned on the radio. He woke up. We got an Uber. Got to the car. It was only ten miles away. We could have done it. <sighs> 
but like it was it was pretty grueling. We went to an all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. It was so good. It's like, like the best food you ever had, bro. And pancakes, <laughs> man. I slammed them. It was so good. I'm gonna do uh, it again. And coming up here in October, though, uh, October first, okay. I'll be I'll be hitting the uh, West Virginia border. I'll be hitting this again. But um, one of the best places to ever hit on the way through there is a place called Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. Beautiful little historic town that took really big part in the uh, is the Civil War. Oh, it was okay. a huge trade hub. So when you come into the town, you're on the top of the mountain coming down, and the town's in the middle of a delta that leads into a river. So okay. when you come in, there's a train, sta- a major train station that comes through the mountain. It's it's a beautiful sight. You got to look it up. There's beautiful pictures that people take of it. What's it called? Um, I'm gonna look it up right now. Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. Okay. Let's check it out. I'll pull it up on screen. Yeah. I got this thing turned. But man, like, the, the West Virginia people are so nice too. They're hospitable. Oh yeah. Hospitable. And they're like really, really into the hiking community. Oh, for sure. I spent a lot of time going through West Virginia. So, um, years and years. Cause I was, uh, you know, my wife and I are from uh, Cleveland, Ohio mm. and her, um, her parents lived down here in South Carolina for like 35 years. So we, uh, when our kids were little, we drove down here sometimes two, three times a year from Ohio. So we went through the West Virginia turnpike, um, many, many, many times. I mean, I can't even count how many times. In yeah. you know, 15 years that we were driving down here. So before we moved here and, um, West Virginia is beautiful, man. Okay. Harper's yeah, I, I love it. beautiful hiking, hunting weather or hunting country. Yeah. Let's, let's pull this up. Um, yeah. Hunting. Right. And you know, the thing was too, growing up in Ohio, like, uh, we, uh, Ohio didn't have rifle, I think, uh, let's see, rifles weren't allowed for deer hunting. It was shotguns and, of course, you know, bow hunting. But um, West Virginia rifles were allowed because you can't go a football field without there being a mountain or a hill. You know what I'm saying? Like it's going up and down somewhere. So uh, something's going to take the impact of that bullet. But um, all right, let's see. That's that's what I love about Pennsylvania, man. We we have like the – the hunting culture out here is immense. Like we our our game commission, like as much as I may have had personal experiences with them, I still respect the, the jobs that they do. You know what I mean? Oh, and sure. we, they, they allow a lot of things to thrive here. So our hunting and our fishing, no matter how many people get into it, man, we just, we always have a surplus with wildlife. Okay. Now, have you but been yeah. doing the, uh, yeah, this is pretty man. Harper's Ferry. Yeah. So I want to, love um, the Oh my, my God. Wife, let's see if there's uh, other pictures here. My wife and I, uh, we just got back from Utah. We went hiking out at Moab. Yeah. And um, it's really pretty, man. If you ever play, anyone that's listening or watching, if you ever played Red Dead Redemption, of that's course, that's my scenery. favorite game. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh my dude. God. That yes. scenery in that game is just like what we came out of last week. That's so. beautiful. Oh, it's awesome. Right. Yeah. What was it? Four four or five years ago, I took a trip out to Colorado. Um, yep. I had a buddy who um, invited me out there to go stay for a weekend. Mm-hmm. And being from the east here, man, you don't see any desert-like, you know, areas. Yeah. I mean, there's some places hiking kind of seems like that, but not really Savannah-like. But, man, when I went out to Colorado, we went out to this place called the Garden of the Gods. 
And it was some of the most beautiful rockscape I've ever seen in my life. Like, I didn't see any, like, I was, I was, ha- I was hunting buffalo. I wanted to see a buffalo. Just Dude, not hunting, awesome. hunting, yeah, but I yeah. wanted to see it. Looking for him, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I seen some, uh, I think, was it gazelles? Yeah. I, I think they're out there. But, them, um, yeah. yeah, that was, it, it was intense because it's like a whole other, uh, like, a whole other landscape. A buddy of mine really just went is. down to Florida. And I told him, I was like, dude, the only thing I want you to do down there the whole week is send me one picture of an alligator. I don't care. I just want to see anything of it. And he found baby ones to go take a picture oh, of for me. So that was fun. I, I, was, I appreciate cool. that. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. The, <clears throat> uh, now, driving out there to Moab, um, we saw uh, – did we see buffalo? No. We saw, you know um, – deer and the you know whatever all kind of that stuff uh on the landscape on the sides while we're driving but when we were there and hiking and stuff we saw um hawks uh and then lizards small lizards like desert lizards yeah and um that was it that was it i saw one frog um (laughs) but the areas we went man we went like so this shirt, like the arches, right? Yeah. Um, in Moab, that's like the most popular, like uh, area, and it's a good. I think it's a twelve-mile stretch of road that they've put through the mountain, and what they did was they did a pull-off points for each like trailhead, so you can drive through, you drive up this giant mountain get up there and then you can park in these little areas yeah where uh you can walk through the trails to find this like uh oh what was the one called uh balanced rock or something like that this giant huge boulder that yeah. is probably it's like the size of a pickup truck that's uh sitting on top of this peak that's I've like seen pictures of that balancing i know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. that's awesome you actually seen it's that? so wild to see in person like you're sitting there waiting for it to fall it's like yeah. How long has this been? It's so crazy. It's so crazy. That, it reminds me of that picture. There's a there's a same kind of rockscape out west where it's two walls and there's a, a boulder in between them. Like somehow, some way, perfectly cemented itself right there. And uh-huh. just any day, it'll just boom fall. It'll fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, you want you just want to be that one lucky person to get a video or a picture of it. Right. Oh my God! It would be worth so much money. That'd be crazy. Right. I'm sure that, you know, people go up there. Well, the uh, the community out there, you know, it's a lot of tourists and stuff. And obviously, I got this shirt at the visitor center, you know, and I went out. I was a pure tourist, man. I didn't care. I was like, I'll look like one. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of backpackers, you know, go out there. And the park is open. Uh, like, if somebody wants to go out there and, and hike at night, they can. Yeah. Um, yeah, and people stay, you know, but... I like how they do the the daytime hours of the park for for at least for the arches area yeah. is um there I mean it's immaculate bro there is no trash there is no and they get a lot of people in there but they limit how many people like you have to go online on their website and pick a time a time slot that you want to go and they only so allow, they they only like have a, a certain amount of tickets cuz they have like a check-in point oh wow yeah they have a check-in point so uh, they won't allow now after 4 p.m. 
then it's free. You can go whenever you want because it's, you know, it's not as busy. So they limit the amount of people that are in there each, you know, each hour during the day because, uh, it, it helps keep it where, cause all those pull-off points, there's only like 10 or 12 parking spots, yeah. um, for each trailhead. And, uh, but anyway, the, the trailhead, all the trails are, there's no trash. There's, I mean, I didn't see one thing of, Bought water, empty water bottle, or a can, or what, I mean, no food wrappers, no nothing. Ticket prices they're paying for is probably taking for that that litter cleanup, the, the maintenance. Man. Well, that's the beautiful people to too, see, man. man. They're like, we saw families sitting there with their little kids, and they would, you know, they have little bathroom stations uh, at these pull-off points at some of the trailheads, and they have, you know, they have trash cans and stuff, and they have park rangers out there, you know, park employees out there doing doing stuff. But a lot of people are are just like, hey. You know, making their kids throw the stuff in the trash can, keeping their trash. Like one lady dropped something, the wind blew, and she went and chased it, you know, the paper plate and got it, you know, and like threw it away. It's just, um, yeah, it's like a, there's, it's a respectful kind of environment there. It really is. So I I love that, man. um, Like that's, like I love hearing those. And like, don't get me wrong, like I pick up litter. I go to like my local uh, railroad crossings and I'll go and pick up litter there because it's a wind tunnel and it'll go there. Yep. But like. Well, the, my, one of my last hikes, I was doing a solo one, probably got back from like eight, nine miles. I found these really weird, inconspicuous letters on this hike. I know it's a little off topic from litter, but it was yeah. these like weird letters about like secret societies, like Nazis, what? the SS, the Black Sun Society. I think I still have them. Actually. No way. They were just oh, like trash blowing I, around? Yeah. No, 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 no. They were, so they were... They were folded up neatly, and yeah. one of them was in a paper clip with a Z. I thought it was a Z, but it's an S. And the other two were wrapped in cellophane and hidden a little bit. So when I found Did the you, first one, I now, went... Is it, are you sure it's not one of those... Um, what's that... Uh, the thing that people do? Um, oh, my God. Oh, the geocaching? Talk about geocache? Geocache. Yeah, no, this was just some, like, schizophrenic dude, like, trying to fuck okay. with people. There, there was, like, a whole thing on, like, Reddit about, like, this happening in the area, like, down in okay. Delaware, the people, like, two hours up north from here. And I posted in my, my Airsoft Discord, in one of the Airsoft Discords for Pennsylvania, yeah. and one of the dudes was like, yo, I found one of those last week, like, 20 miles away from where you're at. And I was like, no, no way. way. So I was like, all right, cool. So I kept all three of them, and at first I thought they were all, like, coded the same way. I thought it was just a printed thing. They're all... Yeah different they're all different coatings so on my instagram i have it posted up i threw i threw them away i didn't want to keep them around but it it was a it was a weird it was a weird thing and on my way back back to the litter thing i got back out to my car and there's two dudes out there smoking meth (laughs) (laughs) i'm like all right whatever i'm minding my own business i'm a ginger with long hair and a kilt coming out of the woods seeing two meth heads like trashing their car like throwing everything out trying to look for a camera or something like this is classic meth head behavior. This is beautiful. <laughs> right? He comes up to me and he's like, scratching. I was like, "Hey, man!" I grabbed my knife. I said, "Back it up!" And I was like, "Bro, I will mess you up." And he's like, "I was just trying to ask you." I said, "I don't give a shit what you're asking for. Back up. Step back to your car." He goes <laughs> back itching. to his buddy. You know, he's itching his arm, and he goes back to his buddy. He's pointing to me, talking to him, and I was like, dipped out as fast as I could. Oh, but man. yeah, like we don't we don't have people picking up litter around here. We usually have people trashing it, being assholes. But right, that, that's the country for you, man. I mean, people are crazy. They lost respect for um, their environment, you know. Like, uh, 
their, oh, uh, you know, not just the outdoors either. Like people don't respect their, um, their house themselves. and their cars and themselves. Like, um, and I, I think if you're doing kids, mess, like, I think you have more issues than the environment. You don't have to be OCD <laughs> about, yeah, that's true. Right. Like you don't have to be OCD about cleaning your room or cleaning your house or cleaning your car and stuff, but it kind of is a reflection of how you feel about yourself. If, uh, yeah. you know, like if you have, um, just stuff everywhere and, uh, you know, you're in as dirty and you have cat poop all throughout your house and dog poop. And <laughs> I so went to this house hard. one time Absolutely. we were doing flipping houses and I went over here and they had a clogged toilet. Okay. So we were going to replace the toilet cause I guess it had happened a few times. So we walk in the house, yeah. nobody's home and, uh, we go in and there is, they had a they had a big German Shepherd, so we go in, and this is a small apartment. Okay, so this German Shepherd would drop giant bombs, dude. Okay, like dog <laughs> shit everywhere throughout the apartment in the living room, up the stairs. You had to step around it. It was there was dog poop piles up the stairs, in the bathroom, in the bedrooms. Like we we, we couldn't step anywhere. Uh, we couldn't put our tools anywhere without <laughs> I was like, okay, we're gonna have to do something about this dog poop, bro. But um but we found out like they were uh, heroin addicts. The guy and girl that lived there. And um I felt bad for the dog, bro. I'm like, these dudes keep it in this giant cage in this tiny apartment, and this is a big, beautiful German shepherd. And I thought, how crappy is that that you're treating this dog this way? Like, dude, if you want to lay on the couch and zone out from heroin, whatever. But yeah, but to hurt do something, something else, nice man. for your dog, okay? <laughs> yeah, jeez. Uh, when I was when I was a kid, um, my my mother and my stepdad uh, they went over to his his brother's place, and they they were a mess, and they kept the this German Shepherd in the, the kitchen, which was just a, pretty much a bathroom inside the house because uh, they were alcoholics. Gotcha. So, and I mean, this dog was abused. They hit it. They lit its face on fire. Like, it Holy was, it was shit. Yeah. So we stole the dog. And as soon as they found out, like, they were like, whatever, we don't care. So his name was Rebel. Um, he lived an amazing life. He died fat. So he, <laughs> he, he was, he was great. But yeah, I can't, uh, I can't fear so people that abuse animals, man. That's, if, that's one thing that will never be forgiven for me. I, I really can't. Yeah, it's a, just I think it is a reflection of how you. It's a reflection of that person. I really do. Mm. I, I believe that you know, because if you can't treat a another living being decent, then you must feel yeah. really shitty about yourself, you know. But see, I was having, I was having this. Uh, I have these weird like thinking experiments sometimes, and I was like, you know, I said, I believe that living things have unique souls, and I'd say like maybe like. Humans have the most unique soul, but cats and dogs have this way of of connecting with humans. You know what I mean? Right. Like they can tell when you're happy, they're angry, you're sad. That's so true. A, a fish can't do that. A tree no. can't do that. A squirrel no. can't do that. But there's certain aspects of of certain living individuals that or beings that I, I feel like deserve m- like more of respect legal or legally. Than they actually have right now, which is it's crazy to think about. It it's is just one of those pre work thinking, like deep thoughts you have. Sure. Just... Well, have you seen the? You know what's weird, dude, is now that we have 
And I know social media can call, you know, it can be used for bad. I, you know, I get it, but there's a lot of good out there. And we, you know, one of the things that it's good for is to see, kind of open our eyes to uh, some of these things that we never knew about before. Like, like what, you know, what you just said, like we, we always think, okay, cats and dogs, these certain mammals, you know, we can uh, connect. We've, we've seen videos like chimpanzees, you know, apes and uh, all kind of different things. But, you know, this, uh, there's a dude that's been doing it for, I don't know how long he's a scuba diver and he has a, a friend that's an octopus and this octopus goes around like every time he's in there, it recognizes him. It comes around it, like it's playful with this dude. It's you know, it blew my was, mind because we. I always thought octopus. How can they have like, like a, a soul, like an emotion, like how? What? No, that's weird. Yeah. I think I was listening to the newest uh, the, the Rogan podcast with yeah. uh, with Olive Anthony, that dude who dropped the Richmond. That guy Richmond is awesome. And by the way, he, he read the him. Bible on Joe Rogan's podcast, bro. He did. Yeah, he. I he, thought that was awesome. He's awesome. I do too. But, um, they they got in this whole conversation about octopi and how okay. like there there's a theory on how like they're they're from they're from outer space because like there's no correlation with any other being on this planet. Like they they squirt ink when they they squirt ink when they like have to get away from predators. They have poisoned saliva. They're the only I, I think they're the only uh, uh, sea based creature with a beak. If I, I might be oh, mistaken, okay. but like. And and they have these weird, like learning like qualities. So like, say if you have like two octopi right inside of a and two jars right, and you leave them in long enough, they're going to learn how to unscrew those jars. However, if you have one octopi or one octopus next to another one, and it watches that one unscrew the lid, that one will automatically do it. It learns like quick. Now. I've heard about there's, this, where they kind of they believe that there's like some kind of transfer, like telepathic, almost or whatever you call it, information. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because they don't have like they don't use sonar, they don't like communicate the way fish right. do. Like, right. There, it's a very unique way of like it's a very unique animal, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. And yeah. Um, there, there's arguments saying that like they could have been like the apex animal of the world other than humans, but like, you know, you can't make fire and fire is like the basis of everything. It's, it's what gets you more, the most protein out of your meals. It's what allows you to separate elements from whatever. It allows you to smelt things like octopi are very intelligent. They're smart and they can learn things, but they can't make fire, which ultimately you plateau at. You can't, you can't do anything in evolution wise, but, um, yeah, it's just interesting that I was listening to a podcast earlier about that. <laughs> it's so wild, man. Yeah. Well, um, not to derail that, but I, I, um, so have you seen any information or podcast or anything on uh, flat earth? No, no. It really, so it kind of so goes along really, with, like, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I haven't really, like, found a huge interest just because, like, I always thought it was, like, a wild conspiracy theory. You know what I mean? Just one of those. Like, I'm into conspiracy theories. Don't get me wrong. But, like, there's yeah, just something that might be a little out there for my taste. I listen, it's like bro. aliens. Like, I could get into aliens, but, like, it's such a it's such it's a so argued far. conversation yeah. that whatever I put into it probably won't have any, like, impact. It's such a far leap. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's like a far <laughs> – and I was the same way. I've heard of Flat Earth. I've heard of – God, I remember, uh, I don't know, back in the 90s, somebody in our church said it, and we all thought, you know, they were nuts. And um, yeah. 
they they also talked about the earth being way younger, right? Um, this uh, church I was part of, some of the people there, they were talking about how the earth is only like 6,000 years old. And um, we just thought it was like crazy talk. Well, so anyway, over this past week and a half, since I got back from Utah, I, uh, yeah, I've been looking at this. So uh, the flat earth thing. So I'm going to, uh, you know, in process of elimination with information and whatever, I'm like, okay, there's, even if I don't believe any of this other stuff, there's one thing that really stands out that makes me go, why? Wh- hmm. You know, like, so yeah. it's the Antarctica thing. Antarctica, there are, no matter which part you go to, you can't go past a certain line. And a lot of people say, oh, it's because it's uh, uninhabitable. It's harsh weather. It's whatever, whatever. No, no, no. There's laws on no matter from whatever country is on that border. There's yeah, yeah. strict laws. They will not let you go past a certain line. In fact, there's one where these guys go to like um, explore Antarctica or whatever. It doesn't matter how many people come on the boat to go over to this part. Only 10% of the people on the boat can get off the boat at any one time. Those people have to come back before anyone else can get off the boat. I was like, wait a minute. So I started looking this stuff up. It's true. What? You're not allowed to go. There's rules and laws. I said, what in the Anyway, so listen, bro. Today's Sunday. Yeah. This is just past, this past week that I'm seeing yeah. all this stuff. And so it's really new to me. So I'm going, I, I, listen, bro. I'm really this close to believing flat earth thing. I, I, I yeah. never thought I would say that. But anyway, uh, I feel like there's a lot of things coming out. Like with this octopus, you know, friend with this guy, you know, I guess they've been doing it for like 10 years. This dude yeah. has known this octopus for like 10 years. Yeah. Um, which, you know, <clears throat> going back to that thing with the dogs and the cats and the animals, it's like, we really do have this connection with, you know, I feel like, cause I grew up like my, uh, my dad's mom is uh, American Indian. Okay. And so I have that blood in me. I, I grew up that way thinking about the connection we have with nature and how there is a balance with all this stuff and how the American Indians lived with the balance in their, their region. Right. Like uh, it, it just, I feel like there's way more going on with uh, our frequency, our soul, like we're connected with things that we really don't know about. And I feel like a lot of suburban and urban living kind of detach us from that. So you talking about hiking and all that, I think it's really cool, man. I think you're, uh, when you're having these thinking things, I think that it's your, because you're connected with nature and it's making you like bring up some questions like, Hey, what about this? You know? Well, there was a, there was an, a learning lesson I learned on that last four state hike. Um, and it was, so when me and my buddy go out, um, my buddy gypsy, um, he and I both, usually run into it's usually uh people of asian descent and they'll go out with their families they'll be like two three four generations of family wow and um they'll show up in like three or four vans in this one parking spot we've witnessed this a few times and they'll just go off right like not on a trail just off in the woods randomly and they'll have no shoes on they'll have no backpacks they'll just be chilling and all they do and it's a weird it's an asian culture thing it's called it's called nature bathing and what it is, is a way for you to connect with the earth via, like, just being out there and being present. 
Um, and the barefoot thing is probably grounding. It's probably getting their grounding in. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, my God, yeah. Have you ever been out in, like, in the middle of the woods, take your foot off or take your shoes off, oh. and you see a stream? Is the most relaxing, beautiful thing we like you can experience. I took a We're took a couple to be people barefoot out in the wild. <laughs> oh yeah, I took a, a a few people out in a rain hike uh, about yeah. a month ago, and uh, it was it was all their first rain hike, and we went on the the uh, oh my god what was it? It was a place called the Pinnacle. It's down in uh, Lancaster, beautiful overlooked place of the Susquehanna River, and uh, we get into the middle of the woods along this like uh, this gully. And there's a stream in here. And I was like, yo, if it's raining, just take your shoes off. We're going in here to get in there. And these people, they were so, like, you could just see their faces light up as soon as they hit the water. And the rain comes down. And they just don't give a shit about their stuff getting wet and just letting yeah. go. It was beautiful. I love seeing it. And I feel like a lot of people don't take the time to do that crazy stuff. Just, like, even laying out in the rain or just, like, sitting on a, overlook just kind of sitting and being present there is there's a meditation that i try to practice when i'm by myself out in the woods it's uh it helps me being present and mindful and center myself yeah it's uh i usually close my eyes and i'll picture myself taking deep breaths of like pure white energy and expelling like red and black like so it's negative from, from like my my chest and it, it's a way if you keep repeating that process for a little while not only does the breathing technique help you, but mentally it puts you in a better, like, clear, clear state of mind. 100%. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Dude, that is, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, the grounding thing, like when our ki- uh, grandkids come over, <clears throat> um, so Aviana is four and, uh, Dom, Dominic is, uh, two. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, they, uh, so, well, he's almost three. Let's see. When did he, uh, anyway, I knew I'm going to mess up their birthdays, but <laughs> so, uh, or maybe she's five. God, I don't even know. But um, we take them out when it rains. It doesn't rain that often here in the summertime in South Carolina, but you know when it does, uh, I always take them outside. They they want to go like little kids. If you watch them now, if it's thundering and if it's storming, it's different. They don't want to go out. But if it's actually just regular rain, um, they're drawn to it. Like little 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 toddlers are naturally drawn to rain. They want to go out in it. And it's not just the puddles. Like they want to stand in the rain. There is something in our, in our being that is drawn to that kind of thing, right? Like it's, uh, it's almost like purifying. Like you're out there. It's maybe it's a way to like, we're still connected to the, the caveman, whatever, older, you know, where we're out in the wilderness and it's like, Hey, this is how we get clean. I don't know, but um, or we're just attracted to water in general because it's such a big part of our planet and part of our bodies. But, uh, yeah, they love it, man. And I always let them go out. You know, my son's, and my son's really chill. Him and his wife, they're really chill. They'll let the kids do, you know, they let the kids run barefoot and play and all the I things guess. the kids should do. Yeah. What's supposed and, to uh, do. Right. Right. Yeah, for real, bro. <laughs> I see so many little kids. They're like, um, their parents are like, okay, you can't run barefoot. You got to put shoes. Oh, no, put your shoes on before you go outside. I'm like, why? The dude's like three years old. He wants to run barefoot. That's natural. And yeah. uh, like you take the a little kid's shoes off, you see their feet, their toes Im- immediately just go like this. And like, oh, yeah. you know, like, bro, <laughs> it's natural. Foot prisons. <laughs> right? And have them on. Oh, dude, yeah, you know how so like our, our feet are so weak compared, like the oh bottoms God, of them yeah. compared to what they used to be. Yeah, You ever watch that show Naked and Afraid? Yeah. 
the bear Love that show. One of the, yeah. I, I signed up for it. I signed up for it. I'm not going to lie. No I'm, I'm hoping one day I get into it. Oh, that'd but, be um, cool, man. They, they say there's, there's three things that absolutely deter people from completing the whole challenge. One is the lack of sleep. Two is the bugs. And three is your feet. If you don't train your feet prior to doing that, like actually walking out like yeah. miles and getting calluses on your feet, it's such a and like that a lot of it has to do with like your walking style. Like, so for example, like when you're hiking, um, most time when you're going up a hill, you just want to get up it. You want to get over it, whatever done. But doing that exerts a lot of energy. So if you take your time and take baby steps up those steep hills and just make it up going back down, you can go extremely further. So it's a lot of technique too that I've, I've learned in all that. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. Yeah, you got to pace yourself. We're in such a mentality, a hurry up mentality all the time, you know, that uh, our daily lives, we don't really like when you're in nature like that, bro, just chill. Like, really, it's okay. Unless you're fighting for your life, you know, like you're, you're literally <laughs> woke up in the middle of nowhere and you have to, you know, get back to <laughs> somewhere where you, yeah. can, you know, where you don't die. But, um, but thankfully yeah, like, I haven't been in that situation yet. Well, yet. that's like a lot of these movies and stuff. These guys, uh, you know, as the kids were growing up and stuff, we're seeing uh, military movies or any kind of, you know, where a guy's stranded out here, he's running away from something. He's going through all this, you know, the woods and has to climb all this stuff. And he has limited resources. And I'm like, you know, I'm just thinking in my head, you know, like uh, it's, you you really have to, like your water intake, like you've got to be, you know, yeah, you want to get to this end part, you want to find somewhere. So what is your choice? You know, if you, if the terrain's decent where you're not going to hurt yourself, you could all out sprint. Like if you're in shape, you could, you could run for as long as you can. Like you'll make a lot of progress, but how much energy are you exerting with, without food, without water? especially water like and then how much you know when you do find somewhere are like how are you going to carry it like the more weight you put on expends more energy which means you need more water because you're going to sweat more like it's just this process it's kind of like math it it almost is like Uh if you can if you can somehow calculate the calories you burn versus the stuff you intake yeah man you you can be a king and survive anywhere as long as you know obviously where replenish your 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 protein or whatever energy you need. Yeah. But like, uh, man, the dumb don't survive. (laughs) No, no, really. No, you won't. And especially like, uh, when muscle cramps set in, bro, Mm. you're done. You're done. Like, you know, (laughs) science is mustard. I don't know. My grandfather taught me this lesson. I don't know what it is. When I first started hiking, I got off a 12 and a half mile hike solo, came back. I'm relaxing. My legs are just, 
yeah. shooting straight forward, yeah. and I'm screaming bloody murder. <laughs> he comes up with a spoonful of mustard. He's like, eat this. I was like, that's gross. He said, eat it. I was like, okay, and I ate it. I was like, what the heck? Ten seconds later, my left muscles are uncramping. I'm like, whoa, oh, awesome. this is awesome. So now I always keep mustard in my bag. There you it, go. It's a lifesaver. Lifesaver. Oh, that's Especially great. in that airsoft field, man, like you bring new people out, they'll be cramping on like yeah. lunch break or something. I'll, I'll whip out the mustard and be like, yo, I know it's weird and unorthodox, <laughs> but try it. Do it. They thank me all the time. Well, they, they, um, they have this, uh, you know, pickle juice does a very similar thing. You know, it's quick as yeah. well. So they actually make like a jar or um, little bottles, uh, almost look like they're bigger than, you know, they're probably, I don't know, maybe eight ounces, right? Yeah. Little tiny bottle uh, called pickle juice. And it's literally pickle juice in these little nice and easy, you know, to carry and pack or whatever, you know, easy to pack bottles, the plastic bottles. And, um, and we actually, uh, one of the YouTube channels I have the, um, that I started years ago before I started this one, CNR Reviews, we did a review on pickle juice, the, the oh, kind you can God. buy in a pack. And so I had, uh, so I'm filming and I had my youngest daughter, who was a teenager at the time, and uh, Colton, who's on our, on this YouTube channel, right? When we first yeah. started. And, uh, and I said, so I had them try it. So, <laughs> so Caitlin is oh, like, she, she smells it and she's like, ugh. And she takes like a tiny little sip and her mouth just is like she ate a lemon, you know, it's just like, uh, yeah. Colton downs like half the thing. And he was like, Oh my God, it is so pickly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, um, I, I had a problem coming on my illness and stuff. I have all these uh, muscle switches from, um, when my nerves started kind of healing again. And so I have a lot of twitch, you know, twitches in my arms and my legs and stuff. And uh, that I didn't used to have. Well, they cause muscle cramps, right? If they twitch too hard, you know, so it'll like yeah. then your muscle kind of just. So um, my leg cramps, dude, were so bad, and I had I would just down some pickle juice. I did eat mustard, uh, like I added a bunch of mustard on my eggs one time, and it yeah. helps, you know. But yeah, that's a good that's a good tip. That's a pro tip. Okay, take some mustard with you. It's way easier than uh, a jar of pickles for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it depends, I guess, on, like, what you prefer. Do you prefer mustard? Do you prefer pickles? Personally, I'd <laughs> probably prefer mustard. I'm not going to lie to you. Now, it depends. Is that stuff artificial, like, pickle flavoring, or is it actual brine? No, this is actual pickle juice. Yeah, from, I, from the yeah, – it's natural. It's natural, yep. Mm-hmm. See, I, I work at a, uh, our state liquor store, and uh, we whenever we get new stuff in, I try new stuff. Yeah. Once in a while, we get pickle, and it's not my favorite, but as somebody who has to try it, I, I do. Okay. So we had, what was it, this jalapeno pepper pickle shot that was 99 proof, and when I tell you it tasted like, I probably would have ate vomit rather than drank this thing again. <laughs> like, it was that bad, and like... I'm not like I hate artificial pickle for pickle flavoring. It's the same thing with bananas. Like I love regular bananas. Yeah. Anything banana flavored is disgusting. Like I can't stand it. But, gotcha. Um, like I'm kind of saying like, I don't whether, really like the yeah the artificial <laughs> flavoring yeah. of most things. Now we do have uh, pickled moonshine pickles, which are actual pickles just fast oh, in moonshine. moonshine. Really. So. That's not bad because you're getting hammered at the same time. But I mean, you know, tit for tat, yeah. disgusting flavor for getting hammered. 
that's I guess the I uh, trope. Dude, I can I can I can literally <laughs> open up a jar of pickles and drink it, and I'm I'm like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> oh God, is uh, uh, makes sense for people like you called nut houses. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they uh they yeah. do these uh taste tests the local like liquor store firehouse they do the, you know every like every couple weekends or something they'll have you know somebody'll have a table mm-hmm. set up in there like one of the reps from one of the local places around here that does moonshine or something else mm-hmm. so friday was we got some for um labor day for tomorrow yeah cuz we're going to a cookout and stuff and we always like to bring something with us so um we uh we got so when I went in they had it was Tito's you know the Tito's uh was it vodka yeah and yep. um so That's your favorite oh yeah so I got a bottle of that I haven't I mean I've had Tito's before but I've never actually bought a bottle of it so That's uh how I registered Jack all the way up until I was twenty two okay <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah man oh yeah, man uh, um, there's there's something, if you want to mix up your Tito's flavors, you can order, like, uh, these flavor packets that you would add to water. Add it to that, man. Oh, my God. You can just get a really? whole different lineup of different Tito's flavors. You get raspberry, blueberry, lemonade, strawberry. Oh, my God. And it just, like, lemonade it mixes good. it up. So, like, I deal with right. a lot of daily customers. They come in every day. Yeah. So, I started looking up different rest, like different drinks that they could make with their drinks. And one of those was, like, simple, quick, easy. You spend a dollar, and it's, like, a whole other drink. It's like a mixed drink. Oh, that's cool. So, like, yeah. Um, so, if you ever, like, wanted to mix it up, keep one of those, like, in your drinking cabinet or something. That's good to know. Yeah, you yeah. have to send me the uh, whatever kind of brand or something it is. Um, oh, what is it Kool-Aid. like? Is it a powder? Yeah, you just do Kool-Aid packets. Oh, cool. Oh, just a regular Kool-Aid? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's cool. Yeah, and just add as much it's as cool, you want. Because it's Kool-Aid. <laughs> yep, and then, and then you add some seltzer to it, and oh, my God, it's a party favorite, man. It's cheap, and it's oh, good. Oh, yeah, right. So my uh, my cousin he got this um, he he's uh, in Florida. Him and his girlfriend came up in May, right around uh, Memorial Day. So um, he spent the weekend with us, and then um, him and his girlfriend got this uh, these mixers, and they were kind of like uh, they were syrup, some kind of yeah. like syrups, and there's for Super vodka, good. yeah. And they okay. they had I don't know blueberry. They had. Uh, couple other ones and so she was yeah. she knew how to mix this stuff she used to be a bartender and um she's like let me make this uh drink i was like i don't really like you know flavory fruity whatever so she made this thing and she's like just just let me let me do it it's very strong and which i think that's the only reason i liked it because it kind of offset the it wasn't too sweet you know what i mean yeah so uh it was really good and she put it in there and it's beautiful to look at because it was like that it was a really dark blue it was like a blue hawaiian but yeah. it was, you know, it was, uh, it was cool. So they turned us on to that. Um, but yeah, the Kool-Aid is, uh, is so, th- those syrups are expensive. Yeah. That's why, that's why I found the Kool-Aid method. It's, it's, it tastes a little different, but honestly, if you're just doing it for a party, who cares? You know, you're going to taste like, like the first half of the glass anyway, because your taste buds go <laughs> numb when you're starting to, <laughs> from the alcohol. Yep. Unless you know what tequila is a different story. I'll I'll say that I I've had bad experiences with Jose mm. and Ornitos, man. But I switch over to eighteen hundred, and I'm trying out this uh, this new one we got. So our store started getting some like crazy, not crazy expensive, but higher end tequilas. And there's a stuff called Comos. It's uh, 
It's a, a rosé resposado. It's it's a pink aged tequila. And for oh. my birthday in November, I'm gonna pick it up. It's about a hundred bucks, but I, I get bragging rights. No one else I know will ever have a pink resposado. So I've never I'm, heard I'm of okay. It yet. For it. okay. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, it's it's cool to try out these different, um, you know, these different kind of like one one of the guys I talked to. Uh, oh God, it was a while ago, a couple years ago. Well, I've had him on a couple times actually. He's the guy in um in Ireland, and uh, yeah. I think I have um, Cue Ball. Cue Ball is his uh, you know sign on uh, his nickname and his uh, Instagram. So yeah, we've uh, I've had him on a couple times, and he said. Um, one of the times we were talking about this, you know, the same thing. And he said, Oh, you got to try red breast. And I can't remember, um, who, who is that? Is it Southern? Com- it's not Southern comfort, right? It's a name brand. And it's no, like, they're I, one I of their top tier. Uh, I so I went and bought one and he goes, red you can get, is so good. it is oh, so good, dude. And, yeah, uh, my favorite I'm not used to, I'm always used to drinking cheap. So I never bought like, a bottle that's like more than 50 bucks, you know? So I bought yeah. this thing and I think it was a 12 year or maybe it was younger than that, but it might've been the 12 year and it was like 110 bucks. Okay. I'm like, I'm going to try yeah. it out. I'm going to try it out and see if it's worth it. It was so <laughs> good. It was so smooth, bro. It was so smooth. Don't go back, man. It's so hard to. It. It's too expensive, man. I can't. Well, at the time I was drinking more, I was drinking more often. Than I do now. Mm-hmm. I could probably do it now, and I, the bottle would actually last, you know, a couple months. But back then, yeah. <laughs> no, like three <laughs> days, done. Okay. So, like, we we recently, I recently completed my my wine and spirits classes for the state. So, okay. it, it's what, been a little what does while. That do? Like a permit or something or a certificate? What do you get? It's a certificate. Um, okay. For the state, so like ordinarily, it'd be like a couple hundred bucks to take the class, but they pay for it. It's through them so it's plcb certified i hate the state but i mean they have some benefits so i milk it as much as i possibly got right so um what was it well for the uh scotch section of it man we got like we got telemore well, no it was not telemore do it was red breast glenn levitt we got um like johnny walker gold label oh my god we got all the good stuff and i'm telling you like when i tried some like backwash freaking scotch like doers man i i couldn't I, I i felt ashamed i was like why'd i spend the money on this it's not fun anymore uh, but i mean like it is what it is at least like i don't i don't do it often i have like a whole shelf up here of like minis so anytime we get like a mini i'll buy two of them one to try one to throw up and uh, I'm still <laughs> nice. waiting to go out of state and find like a whole wall full of minis so I can spend like 150 bucks just fucking. <laughs> and then I'll just sit there and try them one night, get a little too schwilly, you know. It'll be all right. Things happen. Hell yeah, man. Well, what? <laughs> uh, so you mentioned your, and I've seen your Instagram, and you mentioned earlier your uh, kilt, right? When you hiking and stuff. So how did the yeah. kilt come about? You have that in your uh, family history or something? No, no, man. I, I have no idea anything about my, my heritage. Um, sucks, but I mean, I'm a redhead, you know, so redheads and kilts kind of match, I guess. Um, I When I started hiking, man, like, I don't get me wrong, like, pants are cool, but like going out there wearing shorts, man, you got bugs biting you, you got, yep. and I'm a ginger, bro, like, I go out in the sun and I burn instantly, I fry, <laughs> I'm a vampire. 
Like, I'm a closest to albino without legally being defined as one. <laughs> so, like, as much protection as I possibly could get with being, like, free-flowing, whatever. So when I go out, I still wear shorts. I just tuck them up as much as I possibly can. And that also helps me from chafing. So there's a lot yeah. of benefits. To um, my my newest kilt, it's... Uh, so a, a traditional kilt is 24 inches, whereas my newest one is 32. I extended it a little bit because I use mine also for when I do my long hikes. I use mine for laying down, so I'm not in the in the oh. dirt. Um, and that's actually traditionally what they used to be used for was really? uh, bedding on the yeah. Oh, so, that makes sense. Yeah, mine also has molly uh, loops on the side of it too. So oh, I have cool. molly pouches on the side. Yeah. And that, that alone helps me out. So I have a map pack on the side, and that keeps my wallet, my phone, all my important stuff. So yeah. it's all in one spot. Um, and it's a little elastical, too. So if it grabs onto something, it isn't going to tear. It'll give me some warning. So it's got it's got some functionality to it. I only paid like 100 bucks for it. They were doing a sale. And uh, it's American-made. Beautiful quality, man. Like, and they, I even told them, I was like, make it with love. And they put love the company. And I was like, yes. Oh my God. That's that's these cool. guys are awesome. Yeah. I wish I can remember the name. I, I was going to say, what's the company? Uh, I think it's American Highlander. I, I okay. think so. I'd have to look back onto it. But um, they, they got it done within like six weeks. And I mean, like, it's not. Like, as I said, they custom make it like all your measurements, your, your sizes are perfect. Oh, that's and, awesome. And uh, yeah, I've been rocking my other one. I have a green one that I used to, that I still use for airsoft. And um, I busted one of my buckles on it. And I used, I let my girl use it whenever we go out together because um, it's perfect, like height differential. Yeah. So uh, it, it still gets uses out of it. What I want to do one day is when I retire them after they're beaten, worn, and weathered, I want to cut. I want to cut like a little square out of each one of them. And then I'm going to make a wall, like a wall of memories oh, out of my yeah. kilts. Right. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to like, write like important areas where I was with this kilt. Oh, that's cool. And then like, if I have kids, man, I'll pass it down to them. Yeah, It'd be like a fun that's, little. That's something you can, yeah. Pass on to generations, man. It's something tangible. Um, <laughs> it's not paper. That's going to be, you know, washed away and, and, you know, deteriorate quickly or whatever. That's cool. I also, I also uh, always thought if I ever did the complete AT and I didn't ever have offspring, I would always like donate it to like, so um, there's this place. I think it's, I think it's in Maynard, Georgia. I forget what end of the AT it's on, but uh, there's a section where everybody throws up like their gear on the ground, their boots in a certain tree. And that's just where people give up. You know, they, they wait to go oh, home. Okay. Okay. And uh, if I ever did that, I take my, I take my kilt, I wrap it around the tree and I put two nails in the side of it and it would just sit there and we grow with the tree. That'd be so fucking cool. I love that. The and I mean, even if I did, it's a, it's a kilted tree. Yeah. Dude, that's a, that's an amazing name for a new liquor. Kilted the tree. Kilted tree. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. That'd be like a, like a mead. Yeah. Oh, that mead. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I was thought about getting. You say, "Oh, it tastes." It's, it's got the. You know how those people that do like wine tastings, they have all these like fine words that they describe. Like it's, oh, it's oaky and earthy and whatever. All this shit. Four weeks of that, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> kilted, uh, kilted tree. That's your new drink, okay? <laughs> if I ever make, if I ever make wine, if I ever get the funds for my wine business or my vineyard. Or my liquor license, 
I'll I'll make sure the first slave was killed in tree. That, there we go. For sure. That'd be We've fun. said it. It's out in ether now, buddy. <laughs> We're gonna make oh my it God, happen. <laughs> now I just gotta be diligent on it. Oh shit. Hey, that's the best way to get goals done is uh <clears throat> you know, set a timeline or you know, get something like post it somewhere where you ha- where somebody else is gonna hold you accountable. Bro, yeah. it sucks, but that's the way to get really get something done. Cause you know, most of the time, just us by ourselves, we're very it's very difficult to self-motivate to uh, accomplish something that's you know that's gonna take a while. Like if you, oh, you know, yeah. okay, take out the trash, like do a podcast and record it and post it. Eh, that's like no big deal, right? But um but something that takes months or years to do, bro. It's like we look at this, uh, this, the whole thing instead of the little steps it takes to get there. Yeah, and that's where like having somebody hold you accountable is great too, because you get those little affirmations for those little like progress yeah. goals. But for like long term projects, man, like I feel like motivation is great and all, um, but I feel like discipline is like that's it. Is, is forever harnessing. You know what I mean? Like motivation, it, it comes and goes. It, it's very fleeting. Yeah. Like, right. I can. I can it's like wake up one like morning. Feeling, like, uh. I can wake up one morning and be like, I want to go to the gym. I want to learn an instrument. I want to go for a run. I want to. I want to go for a hike. Whatever. But then, like, actually, like starting it. That's where it. That, that's where it sucks because, Ten like, once you get in, that first step, you'll continue going. Right. Yeah. But like, if you don't do that first initial like hit, man, it just it it's dead in the water, man. It yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Um, there's some people though, like, and I understand that would prefer the term motivation over discipline. I've just always found it a, I've always found it more of a hardening, uh, term to use. You know what I mean? Like words have, words have meaning for, for a reason, you know what I mean? Like some are harder impacting than others. And that's because some people can't beat around, shouldn't beat around the bush. Some people should just go right through it. Say do your goal. I mean, as much as you don't want to do something, you have to do it. Yeah. And I mean, I, I feel like that's a trait a lot of people don't have anymore. And I'm not saying I'm the most perfect advocate for it for sure, but I definitely see the I see the potential in it for sure. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so you love <laughs> you love hiking. Uh, you know, my wife and I, we being in Utah, uh, being out there in Moab, really kind of gave us a new perspective for hiking. Um, you know, our kids are grown. They're all out of the house. My youngest one's 22. Um, oldest one's 29. So, we, you know, and most of them live around here, but um, we're not really tied down like we used to be when our kids were little. So my wife loves hiking. I, honestly, dude, listen, we've been together 30 years. Okay. Actually, like 33 years we've been together. Actually, known each other. We've been married 31 years. So just back in August was our 31st anniversary. It sounds weird to even say it because I don't feel that like it's been that long, but uh, we, I've known her for a long time and I didn't know that she loved hiking this much because we were both so busy with the kids that you, you focus on work and family and yeah. like taking care of, of these mini humans until they get smart enough to get the hell out of the house. <laughs> and, uh, so we, um, and kind of start their own journey of life, right? And uh, so now we're like, she goes, I love hiking more than anything. I said, what? You've, what? I didn't, 
you I mean, we went to, we took the kids to the beach. Like you're like, Oh, I want to take the kids on vacation. Like you never mentioned hiking ever. Like we took the kids on hikes, but she wasn't the one to be like, I want to go to this place. I want to go hiking, you know? And, um, yeah. Like I want to take my boys out, especially because, you know, bring your knife. Like I bought my kids, uh, knives, you know, like hunting knives when they were young, <clears throat> had them all engraved. We have, um, so I have three boys, two girls, all three of my boys and myself, we all have, um, well, I use the, the knife from the military. Yeah, I'll show you this one. So <clears throat> this one I got, you know, obviously I was issued, uh, when I was in the Marine Corps, but <clears throat> so it's a K bar, okay? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a plastic. little grizzled, it's a little weathered, okay? I got this in Beautiful. 1991, all right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, this uh, had it engraved with, let's see. A Japanese symbols. Yeah. So, that kanji right there is, um, come on, focus, dude. Well, anyway. Yeah, I can see a little bit. <clears throat> it's uh, it says comrades in Japanese. So nice. I bought each one of my sons a uh, a hunting knife, like you know, a fixed blade, and uh, had them. And I got it for Christmas. This is like years ago, and um, <clears throat> we took it up after Christmas to uh, get it engraved. So we all got the same engraving. So now all of our knives match. But anyway, we wanted to go hiking. I wanted to teach my kids, you know basic stuff in the woods and they bring their knives, you know, and they get a stick and you can carve it, you know, or whatever. So they were all into it. But so my wife goes, we're in Utah. She's like, Oh no, this is what I want to do. Like, this is, this is my new, like, I love this. I've loved hiking all my life. I was like, I just, it was so weird, man. But anyway, we're, See, I and love I love that, hiking man, as well. Because, like, well, I love, like, the fact that I'm learning something about my partner after that long. Hell, yeah. I've been like, what? There's still more. There's more awesome things about you? Bring it. Let's go. Oh, shit. We're yeah, lovers. right? <laughs> now, how long you guys been together? Ah, uh, six, seven months, give or take. Yeah, good. It's still pretty fresh. But yeah, yeah. it's definitely, uh, definitely one of my closer friends. I'll, I'll admit she's awesome. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and hiking is such a cool uh, bonding thing anyway. Um, oh, my God, dude. I right. do it with my grandfather, too. My grandfather hikes better than people my fucking age. He's <laughs> 56. Sorry, no. Six, six, 62? 62, yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, man, like, we went up on this fire trail once. Um, we just went on a random hike on a random trail. And a fire, like, you ever see one of those fire breaks going straight up, like, mountain, just to make sure, like, the wisdom, yeah. He's yep. like, I wonder what's up there. And I was like, man, I don't know. If you want to go check it out, we can immediately, without a thought, just starts trucking it up the mountain. I was like, man, I don't even know 24 or five-year-olds that would do this. Like, you right. are awesome. Like, this is this is badass. Oh, that's cool. But, like, man, you can take anyone out there. And even if they're miserable, at the end of it, they'll appreciate it. Oh, my God. For sure. Yeah, most <laughs> of the time. Most of the time. I, <laughs> we've had some friends that... uh. They go out there and they're like, uh, bugs, heat, what? No. Like, they don't like it. <laughs> like, they want to go back in the car, in the hotel, in the whatever. I'm like, civilization, man. <laughs> Need my AC and McDonald's, man. <laughs> oh, shit. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, man. So, well, what, uh, so as far as airsoft, you got, uh, 
you got you're in Pennsylvania. Do you know? Um, I'm not sure what part you're in. If you're close to uh, Nepa Air, so I'm on you know, uh, Eastern, so like Hershey esque area. I think that's uh, where Don is. So yeah, Don. Do you know uh, Don from uh, Nepa Airsoft? Is that how I found you? Through him? Uh, I can't remember. That's a possibility. I know I follow him, though. Okay. And I probably have been to an event. If we went to another Will Milsom, then yeah, more than likely, we probably did. Okay. Shout but, out Don from Nepa and, Airsoft, man. He's been around forever. Yeah, with, uh, Airsoft. Yeah, and I, like, I've been meeting some, like, some crazy vets playing Airsoft. Like... I would say, like, people have been doing this for, like, 10, 12 years. Like, it kind of, like, sucks that I took a break from it, man. I would have been so much better. I would have had so much gear if I would have just been, like, keeping at her. But two years into it, man, I, I've I've met some, like, all, like I've made some good networking with some amazing people. Uh, even, like, the teams around here. Like, I go up to them, like, uh, what was it? We have a team out here called Havoc, sponsored by... Uh, uh, Jackal Tactical here in our town, Lebanon, Pennsylvania. I know those guys. He, uh, yeah, Paul's a fucking amazing dude. Love him. Um, but like when we go out to their events and we're camping out, man, their crew comes over to our campsite. Whenever they get bored, they go over to ours. We'll kind of exchange people. We'll kind of mingle in between one another. Um, there's another team out here, One Legion. Do the same thing. Yep. Um, Wolfpack up in New York, man. Like, I don't know oh, I what it is. Yet. Okay. Yeah, Wolfpack's like uh, they have, they have a whole team up there. They're they're really good guys. Um, I think Buffalo, New York, is okay. their their hometown. Something like that. Um, yeah. But um, the 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 sports only growing out here. Like I've only been playing for about three years, but like seeing the vast amount of new players that are coming on the field right. every time, just the new innovation that are coming out, like X Fog making their new magnetic like goggle things. Oh. Love that. Oh, um, I, I don't. That. I don't think. Okay. Yeah, 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 they just dropped them the other day. Um, that was right after. That was right before that whole. Like, they have like the whole thing with Novert. Like, one of their Novert sponsors. They're kind of like in a feud right now because one of their sponsors made a video of one of their old models, saying like, "Our Novert anti-fog system is better than theirs," and they use like completely shitty model. And the guy came out, the owner. He was like, "No, this isn't right." He's like, "I'll show you." Showed the blowing tests. He showed that all the parts were updated. I'm like, yo, this is a bad marketing technique, and these people uh, bring a bad mood to us. But like, that doesn't happen like on my neck of the woods. I haven't. There's not like too much drama around here, which is yeah. it's pretty good. Uh, I, I love That's I cool. love our Eastern or East Coast community. It's beautiful. I know, like in the the social media aspect, the West Coast is where it dominates. But I feel like we're 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 making some lead way out here. And especially like we're getting like amped airsoft. They just opened up their field. Um, we have like new companies opening up all the over. We have new fields that are opening up all the time. Um, our our team just started going down to New Jersey and the experience of their new fields. Uh, there's a place down there called Picasso Lake. Shout out. Amazing people. Um, amazing fields. Um, the only issue I ever had with any New Jersey kind of field is just the sand. Um, being from New or from uh, Pennsylvania. Going anywhere with sand, it's a pain in the ass to deal with getting out of the car, the gear, socks, all oh, that. there's a lot of sand in New Jersey. Yeah, like, you wouldn't think so, but, like, inland more, like, maybe an really? hour or two away from the beach, yeah, there's sand everywhere. Wouldn't That's think of wild. it. Right? I wouldn't but associate like, sand with New Jersey. Yeah, I didn't even know. Okay. It's yeah, down in southern Jersey, uh, yeah. Um, but I, I think... Uh, I think soon enough we're going to be 
I think we're going to be a spotlight here soon. Uh, so, for example, uh, Paul from Jackal Tactical, he's looking for a place to host uh, uh, tournaments, like uh, indoor tournaments, because right here, the closest indoor place is maybe three and a half hours, maybe a little less. Okay. But it's extremely far. So we're one. if we get that out here, man, it's going to inspire so many people to be out here. It's going to inspire more people to come out, and especially having a new vendor for like an indoor CQB kind of area. Yeah. It it would just it would just yeah. I, well, I, that I, was going to be my next question. Was have you do you uh, do you ever play indoor like you know speed QB or CQB or whatever you know? See, I I play CQB fields. They're not indoors though. Um, yeah. My team we're we're looking for for tournaments to go to. Um, I know Amped their field. Um, theirs is indoors. However, that's Pittsburgh and it's about four hour trip, maybe a little Ooh. longer. Okay. And since we're all starting just to be a team, we're still trying to figure out ways to cushion finances in order to do longer trips. Yeah. So we've been, we were actually did our first team meeting the other night and we were thinking about like fundraising techniques, the ways we can unify like our team to make like have uniform Jersey, whatever. Um, and then ways we can like inspire other people to like, want to come and see her, come and see us sponsor our team to want to see us do good and see our content do really good things. Right. Um, right now I'm working on the team, getting all cameras. I think four out of 10 of us have cameras now. So when we go on to our events, we're going to mesh all the video together to make it all different POV from one battle scenario. Mm-hmm. We're also getting a drone implemented onto it and we're getting, um, like different roles worked out and whatever. But right now we already have our speed QB, like three V three, five V five team already worked out. Um, this is our preseason, so next year is going to be our official first season. Got so it. that'll be like, we'll, we'll be doing small practices. We'll be practicing for comms. We'll be doing all these different sort of just small drills. Um, and my most of the thing for this team is I wanted to be chillax, relax, make sure that people wanted to come in here and have a good time, not feel like they're forced to spend a bunch of money going to events, not spend a bunch of money on uniforms or guns. Uh-huh. My, my rule is, man, if you're 18 years old, if you're 18 years old, you live an hour away from the city and you come to one every three game, one, one game every three months is like, you're more than welcome to come with. Gotcha. But like, I wanted to make something different because most teams around here, they, they're more of a serious aspect in uh, retrospect. They are sponsored by fields and shops. And I understand okay. that I'm not, nor do I really plan to be. Yeah. So I, kind of want to build my own brand with this we've already discussed trying to like make some product to push out just to kind of like start bringing more people into the sport you know what i mean yeah like we want to build a community and i want to evolve this the my lebanon airsoft society into the pennsylvania airsoft society if indoor when it grows that's the at least the the long-term goal short term is to have fun go out the fields and make some friends for sure that sounds awesome man hey you should make uh speaking of you can make uh different products or whatever to put out. You should make a uh, mini kilt for your gun. <laughs> right? It'd be like a, it'd be a gun accessory. Okay. Yeah. On, <laughs> you, could, you could put like uh, each, each person's call sign on it or something, you know, print it on there. Or something. Do like the, the barrel sleeves. Yeah. The barrel. And sleeve. then like, yeah. That'd be a fun <laughs> idea. I like that. You should stick with the kilt uh, kind of theme or whatever, because yeah, dude, that'd be cool. I like that. I, I don't know how many of the guys I can convince to wear kilts, though. 
But I mean, like, you know, I'll definitely sponsor it any day. I'll self support that all day. I'm cool at the end of the day. I'm not sweating. A whole team of, uh, <laughs> whole airsoft team of, of kilted players. Beats like, off kilt men with die fives. Yeah, a, baby. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> they're, um, one of the guys I had on last year, uh, you know, quite a few months ago, he, um, he wears a kilt when he plays. And yeah. so when I was going through his Instagram, uh, he was, I was like, do you wear a kilt when you play? He's like, yeah. So it was, uh, so it's come up before, you know, and yeah. I've seen them. I've seen them on fields. When I did my first Milsim, it was uh, Downfall Eight, okay, over in uh, EMR, which is about two hours north of me. Uh, I think it's uh, forget the I forget the town, city, township, whatever it's in. But beautiful people, love love the field, love the energy. Yeah. And I remember I was sitting there watching an LMG guy down by a down plane, just laying it into a tree line of people that didn't had no idea he was there. And I was like that's going to be me one day. And a year later, I ended up with my first kilt. I found it, it was 60 bucks. And uh, honestly, I, I did it as a gag at first. Like I was just like, this is going to be funny. You know, it's going to get yeah. some uniqueness to my character, whatever. And then I was like, this is, this is actually practical to use. This is, this is actually great to use. I need it. <laughs> and like, I, I always actually have one in my car at all times, just in case like I'm after work and I'm like, I need to, I need to go out. I need to go get some exercise or whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll drop trowel, throw those on, and start going wherever I need to. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> well, you know the good thing about them is when you're, you know, running it, like they're very flexible, obviously. So there's nothing restricting you when you're squatting down or bending down, or you know, you have to kneel down behind a tree or something. Like you have freedom. Oh yeah. Because most most of the tactical pants and you know, I mean, they're starting to get better with the like the stretchy stuff and the crotch and all that, but they still. When you're sweating on your legs, the the pants sticks to your thigh, and you go to bend down or squat down. And it, if you don't have your belt really, you know, tight enough, it just yeah. wants to pull your pant. Like you have to hold it or pull your pant leg up before you squat. Especially down. if you're carrying like a holster, like a pistol right. or something, and that's just adding so much weight. I feel you on that one. Yeah, so I can but, imagine um, the uh, kilt is like you don't even have to think about it. The only thing I ever recommend people if you ever 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 decide to run a kilt in airsoft knee pads thousand percent they will save your life i i've been in so many scenarios where i would have gotten splinters into my knees i would have gotten small rocks sand's annoying to deal with but i mean like there's i i thank god every day for every time i throw those on i'm like man whoever made these was a genius and i wish i can give them a hug like thank you (laughs) i did this uh this little short video, whatever, when I was doing, I was flipping houses, uh, last summer. And, um, I did this short little video for the, for the, uh, CNR channel, the review channel I do. And, uh, yeah. all I did, I didn't have my knee pads up in the uh, top of the apartment where I was working and the floors concrete. Okay. It was these old buildings that were made in like the 1940s. They were made for service members coming out of world war two and stuff. So right. all the walls are concrete, all the the ceiling, the floors, everything. So, uh, and we're ripping everything out, redoing the whole thing. So there's no cushion. I'm crawling around on my hands and knees on this concrete. And, um, I said, damn, I I was exhausted. I didn't want to go downstairs and get my uh, knee pads. So, but what I had was all of my drywall tools up there. So I have the, you know, the sanding blocks, the, um, you know, the sanding, you know, the rectangle little, uh, you know, for uh, sanding drywall. Well, they're, they're cushioned, right? They're foam. 
So I put one down in front of each knee and kneeled on those. And I was like, you know, something like on the video, I was, you know, I was like, oh, this is what, you know, knee pads for when you don't have knee pads, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's uh, crawling around your hands and knees or kneeling in a, you know, tactical situation in the bush or in, you know, I mean, it's, it's always going to happen. If you don't have your knee pads and you're in the moment and your adrenaline's going and you rush behind a tree and you go to kneel down, you're going to find the one root or the one rock that's going to poke you in the kneecap <laughs> and make you hate your life. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. That, that's, I had that. People same, don't know pain until you get something sharp and hard, poke you in the center of the kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll put you out. I that was one of my experiences at Poco, man. Like I was sitting there, I was trying to like lay down a fire for somebody and I went to go kneel down to kind of cover myself in a little bit. And there was said one little sharp rock. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I double checked and it, or it no. was a rock. It was a thorn. It was a thorn. And oh. I remember kneeling down right onto it. And I remember cussing as loud as I can, punching the rock. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm out. I don't care. Back. <laughs> I went back to, I went back to the, the staging area and I threw my helmet. I was like, oh, that hurts so bad. I thought it was a bee at first. And then I pulled it out and it was just a thorn. I was pissed. Boy, those are rough, man. Yeah. Good, but I mean, that's why like earthy fields, man. They they have a bunch of unexpected consequences to them. But I, I like well trimmed fields, but they just they don't have that that feeling that like no. wildness. I guess there's no challenge. Yeah, there's no challenge. Yeah, it's um... it's usually like if you can memorize this layout, you'll you'll dominate no matter what because there's nothing. There's no new obstacles. However, if you're out in the woods, there might be a new rock that got kicked over. There's a log. There's a tree that yep. fell over. Yep. Um, stuff like that. Um, one of the most common places our team goes to is a place called Ambush down in Conestoga, PA. It's just south of Lancaster. We usually get a turnout on average 150, maybe 300 players. Like it's it's a huge turnout. Wow. And the only gripe I ever had with their with their field is through the field. There's a small train track. That leads through. Now, during the fall, you have all the leaves around. Last year, Sony, I think I sprained or broke their ankle because, like, they tripped over this thing that was covered by leaves. But, like, other than that, man, it has a perfect, like, diversity of trimmed and natural. Like, it's 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 a different setting, you know? Yeah. Like, you go to a lot of fields and they either have one or the other, but this has this has both mished into one. It's hard to explain. Like, that's cool. yeah. You cannot run full speed with gear on, uh, even if you have really good boots on, like even high top boots with, uh, you know, like the old combat boots that I had in the military, you know, they, they, uh, they hold your ankle pretty good, but you can't run full speed in an unknown, ter- in an unknown woods. Um, or even if you know the woods, like you play there a bunch, like you said, things change. You can have a big storm. You have a big rain. Something washes through there, like exposes a lot of rocks or roots. And those are the two things that will mess up your ankles like instantly, bro. Rocks yeah. and roots in the woods. Um, you know, that, ones you don't and, see. Uh, trenches. If you've ever played in, in a field with trenches on it, and especially if you had rain, you're trying to run, not get shot. You're getting over the trench. Boom, there's some <laughs> sediment trips you down. You just fell, <laughs> fell face first into some mud. And you're like, ah, I'm out. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Hell yeah, done it. I've done it maybe once or twice. I, I'll admit. It. I wish I got it on video, but no. Uh, now, have you seen but, the yeah. uh, the videos like the speedball? I mean, the um, speedball. I'm you know I was an old paintball player, but the 
speed uh, speed soft stuff. Have you? Um, yeah, wanted yeah. To, have you wanted? I'm to really, play that? I'm really yeah. into it. I follow a guy um, out in or out in Cali. His name's uh, Poet. Really fucking good dude. Um, he does Storm some speed softing content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had he him actually on just the podcast. Sponsored... Yeah, 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 dude. Oh, he's awesome, it. man. Hell yeah. Um, he just sponsored one of our guys out here. Um, so like his influence is getting out here. I really okay. like. I really want to see that three v three five v five tournament come out. I want to be a part of it. Cause I, the dude plays in I have pink a fairly Crocs, high bro. chance of winning. Huh? <laughs> he plays in pink Crocs. I know. That's he's why crazy. I like him. He's, he's <laughs> good people, man. Like I, I, I message him like every once in a while, kind of just like encourage him, like, "Yo, keep it up." Like I, I hope you're having a good time whatever like he just had his like little poet cup um like i was i was really i really wanted to be a part of that but obviously three thousand miles is a bit you know bit of a distance it's yeah it's a little hard to fly back and forth yep yeah <laughs> so like i would love to bring that kind of community energy out here yep. like that's that's what i would love to do um i don't know like what it is about the west man but like they're that they're they're their community building is a lot longer They've been doing a oh, lot yeah. longer. I mean, paintball was huge out there years ago before it was even, you know, um, as popular. Like it started, it, I don't know if paintball actually started out there. I don't, I don't remember the history of it, but um, they had a huge following uh, in paintball out there, which transferred over when Airsoft started to become popular. That was like a lot of paintballers that were, you know, kind of amateur or, you know, not on pro teams or whatever. They, uh, they went right into Airsoft and, yeah. uh, and it, that gets huge out there. There's so many, diverse fields out there too um and then of course speedball or speedsoft is such a big thing out there they have a lot of tournament teams out there uh that you know kind of made it more popular i think yeah and that's what i feel like i feel like we can bring that out here 100 yeah. percent. like uh -huh. the, the the amount of people that i go and talk to the amount of people that i like just ask general questions like what do you what would you prefer to see in like a tournament what would you like to see going on around here what would and most of them say like hey i want to see more competition built team building s kind of kind of scenarios like i want to see smaller venues like don't right. get me wrong like, walk-ons are great but people want to mix up mm -hmm. and that's why like for instance like we were going to have this uh, warehouse literally two minutes down from my house yeah. And it was going to be a both indoor and outdoor field that would have been amazing, but our city neglected to approve it. However, so like the companies actually had money funding into it. Yeah. Obviously over time, you know, that money starts becoming more and more worthless, especially in a company, a company aspect. So they yeah. pulled out of it. As soon as they pulled out of it, the city was like, Hey, we approve you. So now he's uh. kind of stranded in the water trying to get back these, Okay. Businesses, and I mean, like, I'm, I'm very confident that this guy is going to do it. He's very passionate about his projects. Um, for example, we just did a a promo video for uh, this. It's it's a LARP slash airsoft kind of game. It's yeah. a Halloween based game. It's called Wishwell. Um, uh, so like, you have five different factions. Um, you have like zombies. You have mercenaries. You have the militia, and you have veterans. Whatever. And you go out in this field, out in ambush, actually, is where it's going to be. And uh, you go and do different missions for different NPCs and get different tokens. It's, it's, a, it's a blast, man. People come out there with amazing gifts or with amazing costumes. 
the energy is amazing. Uh, the little promo video that they did last year was just little like scenes of them out on the field. This year we did like a more of a cinematic movie, short movie kind of deal. And I helped out being one of the extras for a zombie. And oh, cool. that I took about like 12, 13 hours of filming. Um, it was, it was tiring wow. at the end. But man, it was, everyone did had a guys, good time. Is it on your Instagram? For the uh, the video promo? The promo video, no, it, it's still being okay. worked on. It's gonna be released oh. here soon, like really, okay. really soon. Okay, but I can. Uh, it's gonna be around. So the event's gonna be around Halloween. You said like at that time. Yeah, right? it's October twenty first. Okay, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I'll, I'll, this, these tickets sell out quick. We have people from like North Carolina, Jersey, New York everywhere they're coming to flood this uh there's people in japan that actually like looked at this event and they were making really positive comments on it like people that are heavy in the larping over there right so like um he says that he wants this to be his his core thing so it's if anybody's ever in the area worth checking out even if not check out the videos that come out because they're going to be fun you know content creators going to have a blast with it uh this year there's something special that's going to be on the field I can't get into it because I was told in confidence, but it's gonna it's gonna make everyone move and it's gonna make it more more action packed than gotcha. last year. And atmosphere was packed full of it. <laughs> oh, dude, that's cool. Yeah, yeah they're always trying to figure out in these uh, events how to you know get rid of the stalemates, right? Because mm-hmm. um, and I think you know there, I've heard of a lot of different places uh, and I've seen different um, events where they do. They incorporate uh, certain, uh, like changing um, point systems, or okay, you're going to get more points if you go over and take over this objective, because they'll put like a like a high value target, right? Like a yeah, you know, HVT or something. They do uh, it, kind of changes it up. Or hey, you've got to go over here and get. Uh, there's a hidden thing that you can uh, fight for. You know, they, they learn about it before the. The, the event starts, but it might be like um, a certain, you know, quote unquote key for this box, yeah. right? And it might be a Pelican box somewhere and you have to have this thing to unlock it. So, you know, both teams are kind of, so there's little like, side missions that, you know, so it kind of, it breaks it up. So people aren't just, you know, bottlenecked into the na- main uh, area. And then now it's just, you know, force on force, like that yeah. gets old, right? Like you got to have these other, uh, storylines or whatever missions to help people, you know, get, to keep it more action packed. Yeah. So for the other world uh, production, uh, for the other world Milsim games yeah. that they do, um, they kind of do do that. So they have, so in the lore, they have a elite team called the, uh, uh, I call it, oh my God, hold on. I forget what it's called. It, it's a band of mercenaries. Well, for instance, yeah. um, that'll hold say, at EMR, there's a big castle, and usually during an event, that's the the key place to be because it's so hard to take over once it's taken over. So there'll be a faction of about 10, 15 guys inside this castle fighting off both hordes. First team to actually loop around and get like entrenched in there has a higher chance. So like little stuff like that, and uh, they'll have like uh, bomb locations. So like only one squad out of the entire team can only go and escort this. Bomb, so your squad has to work with theirs. It, it's really like, like, cool. it, it's more than just Zerg v Zerg. Which I'm going uh, to one actually coming up soon. It's it's going to be like 200 people. It's uh, it's just a local thing for this place called Outdoor Extreme Linglestown. 
um, OXL. It's one of my favorite, like, smaller fields, smaller vendors to go to. Yeah. But uh, they're hosting this thing called the Fall Insurgency, and that's where I'm bringing most of my my team out um, to try to be in our preseason force. But uh, it's it's just going to be a good time. It's just so our newer guys can go out there and just shoot BBs and not have to worry about an objective, not have to worry about walking 15 minutes back to an or <laughs> respawn and getting lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like this is going to be like one of those games where I'm just going to go out, I'm going to sling BBs, and I don't really care if I win or lose. Like, this is just going to be a hell of a good time. <laughs> That's cool, man. Hell yeah. Dude, I've talked to so many people uh, that are, that you know, these different LARPing events I've heard of. Like, um, Six Millimeter Mandalorian is uh, his call sign and his um, Instagram, his YouTube and stuff. And mm-hmm. he does, uh, they put on Star Wars events. And, bro. Oh, I want to go awesome. to one so bad. I want to go. Uh, you got to listen to that better? podcast, dude. He he is uh, – I can't remember. God, I'm I'm horrible because I've talked Dang. to so many people. My, well, number one, my memory's bad, okay? I just – I really work on it. I try to. But I don't know if it's – I fell on my head a few times. And I know that sounds funny, but I really did, okay? Like, I fell off a 15-foot truck, okay, uh, <laughs> on my face in the military. And – um uh, anyway, so, and I've done too many, uh, drugs and, and alcohols from then until now. So I can't remember, but, uh, this dude is, is really cool. I'm looking up his Instagram right now, but he, uh, six millimeter Mandalorian and, um, oh, here he is. Okay. Let me see where he's at. He is in, um, oh, it doesn't say, Okay. Upcoming Star Wars event. Here's the uh, Facebook thing for it. Let me see. Galactic War Battlefront. Yeah, this is him. Dude. His, Please tell uh, me it's tracer required. Like that that's all I care about. I just want to <laughs> see one thing. I want to see one old school Star Wars fight where it's in a hallway and it's just 10v10 and there's just tracers going through. Oh my god. I'd be, I'd be, so, I'd be okay. So, oh, good for him. Good for six millimeter. Okay, shout out six millimeter. Shout out uh, skirmish. Shout out Hefe's airsoft and all these other dudes that are on here for this. Uh, this event is uh, November fourth and fifth of this year. It's in Bolivar, Missouri. Is Missouri uh, is Missouri M O or is it M? Wait, I think Missouri is M O. No, yeah, it's M O. What's uh, what's Montana? M I is Michigan. M A. Montana's MA, okay. No, MA's May. There's too many M states, okay? That's what it is. So it's anyway, Michigan, I think he's in yeah. Missouri. I think he's in Missouri. Boulevard, Missouri is uh, this this uh, Battlestar or Battlefront Galactic Civil War thing. But um, I'll uh, – let me bring up the um, – let me share the screen real quick so people can see this real quick because it's – What's this sign again? It's six millimeter book. Oh, uh, six millimeter um, Mandalorian. You can find him on Instagram, and then he has uh, a link on his Instagram in his bio for this Facebook page right here. Come on, Instagram. Do you think? Oh, so it's six, yeah, six, six mm, and then underscore Mandalorian. Yeah. You can see it right here. Actually, mobile internet absolutely blows. Frickin I swear, we just we recently switched over, man. This is it's what do you want? What do you want? Uh, the T-Mobile. Oh, stupid. Gotcha. Hotspot box. It is what it is. It's cheap though, so yeah, it's can't fine. Play. 
Yeah. Galactic Civil War Battlefront Boulevard. Yeah, so he does. <laughs> so you got to go to his YouTube channel, bro, and check out um, some of his videos from the uh, event. Also, we go through a lot of his uh, stuff on the podcast when I had him on. So you can look up that. You can search the podcast and see the... Um, I'll probably... I'll probably listen to it on my hike tomorrow. He's uh, he's very interesting to talk to. He has um, these guys cosplay, you know, uh, Star Wars, and they do a lot of uh, really cool, interesting things in their um, in their events. So, yeah, we went through his um, his recent. Well, not recent. When it was recent, when him and I talked. Uh, the event he had done and um, showed pictures. We went through a lot of pictures in there, so you can see a lot of that too. Did you find it? It finally loaded. Yeah, there you go. Found his YouTube. Yeah, man. There you go. And Battlefront Boulevard. Oh. So, are you a Star Wars fan then? I'm more of a Star Trek fan. <laughs> can't oh, lie. Trekkie. Hell but yeah. I, but I respect. But I respect the lore. I can't lie. Well, listen, bro. Um, the uh, the next live stream I do on YouTube is going to be a debate between uh, Trekkies and Star oh. Wars fanatics. Oh, dude, no it's way. gonna be awesome! So you need to join. Dude. So look, yes. you know how we're in this we're in this podcast uh, voice chat thing on um on our Discord, right? So I have another one yeah. called Hangout. Well, I'll change the name based on whatever I'm gonna do. So the last one we did, it was gonna be like a video game just um console debate right what's which one's better xbox or playstation uh the one before that i said uh paintball is better than airsoft um yeah i've seen that one i've seen that yeah so (laughs) i said paintball or uh, airsoft's for pussies paintball's for real men y'all suck it whatever that's and uh you know i was just messing around just stirring up some shit yeah yeah so because i've had a lot of paintballers on here as well but um Anyway, so the next one, these guys agreed, are going to be Trekkies and Star Wars fans. Okay. It's oh going to be God. fun, man. It's going to be fun. It's a debate, though. I can't lie. It's such, it's, it's, it's such a fun conversation. It really is. It really is. <laughs> so, And I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm like the mediator because I really like both. So, but yeah. I'm not a fanatic about both or either. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just, you know, I like the old school, like what I grew up with, the original <laughs> Star Trek. But. Mm-hmm. See, like, I was more of a first-generation type person. Like, first-generation was my favorite. And then maybe uh, DS9 was probably my f- favorite two seasons. The the original, like, don't get me wrong, the essence was fine. Like, Kirk was cool, whatever, Spock right. was me. But, like, it's <laughs> something about John Patrick Stewart, man. Like, I could, like, when I was, all right, so when I was in my acid phase, and I was doing it for, like, a year solid. And, Acid's like, I don't know what great, it would be. Bro. I would fall asleep listening to John Patrick Stewart's voice on on audiobook or I would listen to it on, on uh, Star Trek and man, like, I don't know what it is, but it got me totally involved with like the, uh, the Star Trek universe. Like there was a, we were, we were doing our wine class and uh, there was a, there's a certain way of curing wine and it was like a mock took or something like that. And I was like, it sounds Klingon. The, the teacher really does. Wins, I, <laughs> what? Oh, that's was, crazy. I, I, I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably mis, uh, mispronouncing that, but like, it, it sounded exactly like one. The teacher got the reference. I was like, yes. My one year of being a Star Trek acid head paid off. 
<laughs> and mushrooms, man. Mushrooms are great too. So I only recently it really expand your it, it really expand it really um kind of opened me up to uh be more in touch with nature, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know. I uh, I was like, Oh, this is the spirit realm, okay. <laughs> I remember for years when I was a teenager, I was hunting them down. And I remember hours. I was sitting in parking lots just waiting for people. I'll drive hours to go and get this. Just yeah. for the opportunity to get it, and I'd get stiffed all the time for like two or three years, solid, looking for it. Okay. Until one day, I'm sitting there playing video games with the guy, and uh, we got in the conversation about it. And I was like, man, yeah, I'd like to try it. I've just never gotten to, like, I'd never met anybody that did. And he's like, well, yo, add me on Discord. So I added on Discord, and here the dude grew his own. And he had a connect for literally anything under the sun. He's like, yeah. what do you want? And I was like, well, let me, let me try this. So I paid for some. I got some in. And... I remember having the greatest time of my life. So I was it, probably ate. You're talking about acid? Oh, this was uh, mushrooms. This was oh, mushrooms. Most okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acid. How was I introduced to that? Actually, I, oh, yeah, that's right. I was, uh, I was with a friend of mine when I was like 16. And I uh, spent the night over at her place. Her and her boyfriend invited me over to this uh, this hippie festival. It was like a... It, it, it was a fundraiser for local farms, whatever. So I decided to go there, and they got some acid. And there was these green gel tabs, and I remember eating two of them. And I, on the drive there, it was fine. Nothing was happening. Whatever. I thought I overhyped it. And I finally get there, and I go to the, the stand where somebody's standing at. I remember putting down my $20, and this hand just... And it, it did a tracer? Crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I turn over to my friend, and she's staring at me with her boyfriend. They're like, yo, we got to go. <laughs> I remember turning around. There's there's people dressed as fairies. There, there's transvestites. There's people in metal oh costumes. Knights. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, they got to be get, freaking you out, bro. The, I was loving it. I had a big smile on my face that yeah. I couldn't get rid of. And I figured that was the thing people were looking at. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the Jeep, And the color and green never looked so mud. green, okay? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh my god! Crazy, (laughs) love neon. (laughs) It's so crazy. It's like it opens up some thing in your eyes that just you see colors way different. Well, they say that it's uh, because it breaks down the pineal gland or the calcification of pineal gland that's been built over time from phosphor or phosphorus or phosphorus uh, uh, fluoride in the water. Oh. Um, So there's a theory saying there's a theory saying that your pineal gland is like the thing that makes you like. When you're a child, you're innocent. You see the world differently, right? Yeah. But as you get older and you age and you, say, consume these commercialized things, you're not seeing the world for what it truly is. And it makes things bleak and you more docile to do what you're supposed to do. However, if you're a free spirit and you decide to, say, I don't know, indulge in psychedelics, it breaks down the pineal gland calcification, allows you to see the world for what it is and the, the, the truest form for what it is, allowing, a.k.a. you to be a child again. Yeah, and it, and, it, and that's the part that expands your mind. You're like, wow, okay, this is it. And see, that I feel like that's a discipline thing, though, because there's people uh, that'll do it, and there's people like, oh, I'm fucked up, you know, wow. And uh, oh, people try to okay. flip the car because they think they're the Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> but then yeah. there's also people that'll sit there and they'll they'll learn something about themselves. They'll they'll learn a lesson or be like they'll have ego death. Like I'm a piece of shit. I probably shouldn't be drinking so much. I probably wouldn't be smoking so much. I should probably exercise a little bit. Maybe eat a little better than what I'm supposed to. Yeah. And maybe that might be like the kick in the pants somebody needs to actually get their you know mind rolling. Yeah. But like 
I've, there's definitely like different impacts for different people. Um, That's true. I've That's taken true. I've taken about thirty ish people on their first psychedelic experience, and whether that was acid mushrooms or dileptantryptamine, it was usually like either you have somebody who wants to do it just because they don't want to be in reality anymore, and you have other wow. people that want to do it because they want to get something out of it. Yeah. Now the issue that people conflate with those things is if you're looking for that and that's exactly what you're going to go for and that's what you focus your mind on, you're probably not going to get out to it. Yeah. It's usually a thing where the universe is going to tell you something you need to hear at that point, and if you're not listening, you're not going to hear it. Yep, you miss it. I I've yeah. always had uh, maybe I'm just uh, I never wanted anything when I did it. I didn't want. Um, like, oh, I want to feel – I didn't have a lot of expectation. Mm -hmm. um, so every time I tripped, whether it was on acid or mushrooms, and I did peyote in uh, Okinawa. But it Ooh. was um, it was like what you said the first one. You know, like I, it was a lot of self-reflection but positive. Mm -hmm. I always had good trips, man, like positive vibes, um, never got dark, never, you know – and I and I, Darn, I, didn't, I didn't you know I mean I had things in my life that I was like I regretted or whatever but I didn't I don't focus on that um, yeah. I focus on the positive and moving forward and getting better and uh, it was always an eye opener it was like another door opened each time I did it to where <clears throat> like to my heart like it made me more compassionate it made me more in touch with other humans um, and you know because especially being in the Marine Corps it's like. This training is, um, it's all based on anger. Now, that doesn't mean that we always, are always angry and ready to shoot something. It's just all of our training is, it, it comes from kind of a negative place. Like, it, it has to. Like, that that's the thing, right? Well, I mean, um, there's there's also righteous anger. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't always happen. But I, I guess it's not anger. It's more like a violence of action. Theory. Kind of. Yeah. So, you're yeah. always in this training mode where it's like ah do you know and in kenpo they have you know in a lot of martial arts disciplines they they teach violence of action right and yeah. uh and, and that's like a thing that they teach so whatever movement you do be violent with it be fast with it be okay oh, yeah yeah just you can't quick get and, yourself on decision yeah absolutely so that's, that's honestly that's it's not only just for bad for combat but that makes bad qualities in a person if you say if you say things that you don't mean and then you retract them all the time yeah. it's probably a characteristic that you might want to work on same thing with like following for through sure. like, you're gonna say something you better go for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah don't hold back um but anyway yeah so it was always a good positive experience for me i always had this like i'm in more in touch with myself and other people. And I think that was a big thing that really helped me kind of uh, see the world in a different place. Because growing up uh, in the 70s, I was uh, a lot of preconceived notions, a lot of prejudgments uh, about other cultures and that kind of thing. Especially, you know, my dad was in the Korean War. So yeah. there's this um, this idea that, oh, those people are bad. We're good. And when I went to Japan... And then I took peyote the first time. The first time I, I ever did anything was peyote. And then I did mushrooms later. Japan has a bunch of mushrooms. Or Okinawa does. Yeah. I don't know about mainland. But so um, – and the buddy I was with too. And that, that sometimes matters uh, as well. Like the yeah. people you're around. Oh, yeah. um, so this dude was chill, man. He was like you. You know, he's like – he's just he – he loved nature. 
And I was like, how did you, he was like a hippie, bro. And I was like, and he's in the Marine Corps. I said, how are you in the, dude, why did you go in the Marine Corps? So, um, but uh, he was great to trip with. Just really like, yeah, man, like, look at this and just look at something different. It's okay. Don't, you know, so he kind of walked you through it. He was really good to be around. But um, so those were my, I always had really good experiences. And I've been around some guys, you know, some buddies that, that tripped and, not so good. Oh, they were just, it was negative for him. Yeah. It was really, yeah. and I felt bad for him. I was like, no, 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 you just need to, I guess I didn't know at the time. I thought, no, if you just go into it with this mindset, it'll help. But sometimes there's deeper issues that people have that don't come out because oh, they're yeah. so pushed down. They don't come out until they do this. And then they go, oh shit. And it scares the shit out of them. You know, I don't know. I feel like that's a thing with people not being open. And as you said, like they're, they're very secluded. So like mm. when they do go into that mind space and it, it, it forces you to feel like those sometimes negative emotions, like sure. some people like desperately try their entire lives to never feel that. That's why they try alcohol. That's why they smoke pot. That's why they yeah. do X amount of things in order to completely disassociate themselves from reality right which i mean like don't get me wrong like to each their own however in my experience and at least from what i've viewed it's not all it's not commonly the most uh healthiest thing i should say no for sure well when you when you have this experience when you have this love in your heart for just yourself and the things around you like the environment and the and nature and living things, you know, animals or whatever, and trees, and, you know, all this stuff and other people, right? Cause you know, like so many people say, Oh, I just hate people. I just hate people. And I'm like, well, number one, stop saying it all the time. Okay. Because <laughs> you're training your brain to, 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 you're supporting that negative behavior and thought process. So stop saying it. But also like for me, I just, because I had such a good loving experience, like doing these things. Um, and I want people to feel that I really do. I want, I want somebody to know, listen, man, like, I don't know you, but I really honestly love you. Like, and that's such a weird thing nowadays. You know, people, it was really common back in the sixties when the hippie movement was going around. Have you seen this, uh, new, it's a new show or a new movie on uh, Netflix called, uh, Jesus, I think it's called. I think it's just called Jesus. Um, I think I've like seen it, but I've never watched it. You know who's in it is that Kelsey Grammer. Uh, you know the what's his face from uh, uh, that show he did forever. Um, oh my god! Uh, see, this is why I can't talk about shit because I always forget. Um, <laughs> Frasier. It was that show Frasier. You know, everyone's heard yeah. of it. It's kind of like. You know, it's as popular as yeah. Friends, almost as popular as Friends. But anyway, he, he, yeah, he's in it. And then the guy plays the hippie in this movie. So this is a true, it's based on a true story out mm-hmm. in California back in the, you know, late 60s or uh, early 70s when the, um, or maybe it was the 80s actually, the Calvary Chapel and all this kind of stuff came about and they were baptizing people. They had this huge movement. Um, and they said, so they, this was like the biggest movement for hippies that came to this church and it was a tiny little church, bro. And it grew yeah. like it just, they packed it out. See, it's, it's really, I- really good. But the, the, the point is this guy 
goes in and he's just like, he traveled around and talked to people and all his friends were like, you know, like they're trying to kind of spread this message of love. Even if they weren't Christian, the, the hippies were still saying, Hey man, peace, not war, right? Like love, not hate, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know what it was, but I was, uh, I was with one of my ex, I was with an ex of mine and, uh, I was, I was tripping on mushrooms. Me and my buddy, we were, we made a cup of tea we shared the tea and I don't know what it was about this experience. And this was the first time I ever met this girl. Like, but there was something like the universe told me that I needed to be at that point and convey a certain message to these people. Like I believe I had an, I was Jesus moment. And I, I like, I never like, yeah. I know it's blasphemy and I, I get that, but like, I've never like experienced, like, I felt like these people were my disciples. I felt like there was like a message I was supposed to portray. I felt because I was supposed to have long hair and a beard, like I was supposed <laughs> to be this modern Jesus. And I was like, holy shit, Marilyn Manson, this happens. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, uh, it's, it, it can be, it's a good thing, man. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I feel like a lot of people, man, they, I feel like, uh, especially back then, they were they were lost for community. They wanted to like yeah. they wanted to build like a new structure of, of, right. of community. And unfortunately, like I love the hippie the movement. It was great. Unfortunately, it also brought like a plethora of issues with it too. Sure, I I could go on about like the social programs and like I can go on about like a bunch of different issues with like say diseases and maybe like drug use. Yeah. It wasn't hard as pot and mushrooms as much as we wish we it was. It, yeah, sure. And plus like as much as they really wanted it to stop, say like Vietnam, like it mm-hmm. they didn't really do anything besides sit and build a, a movement that really didn't do anything besides listen to music. And they didn't, pot, like, yeah, well the and that's what this movie talks about is like the um well, because it's based on this true story, how this church started and everything, they uh, the bigger like hippie movement. It didn't have a direction. It didn't have a. Um, it didn't. It, it was kind of missing a little bit of organization. It doesn't have to be like military style organization, you know, super strict. But there was but it, no it was missing goal. A, it was missing it a was leader. Like, yeah, yeah. It was just more like you do you. We'll all take care of ourselves. Yes. It was more like a. It was like a. In my opinion, it was like uh, it was like the communism that was supposed to sprout within the U.S. or socialism that was supposed to sprout within the U.S. but never yeah. really took to fruition because socialism it doesn't really socialist utopia doesn't ever work. And I feel like that was the the feel and the vibe and the energy yeah. of the hippie movement was the utopia that it was supposed to be. However, right. there with with that you also have massive amounts of like like this organization. So a buddy of mine, he used to tell me about this thing called the rainbow gathering. And it's a modern uh, hippie gathering that people do. They go to local state parks, wherever, and they only announce it maybe two months before it actually does. So Mm -hmm. family can go and gather in. And he used to be a part of this family. And he, like he, he reminisces about these people all the time. And, uh, it, so like it's it's pretty much a music festival, so, and these camps are split up into two parts. You have the heavy metal section, you have the hippie section. The gotcha. Heavy metal section, you're allowed to you're allowed to smoke cigarettes, drink alcohol, party, rage, whatever. Over here, yeah. 
you're smoking pot, you're you're, you're uh, eating mushrooms, and you're listening. You're in a drum circle or a trading circle or whatever. Mm. And uh, it was it was a more of a commune. So like there would be people who'd volunteer to come up. Uh, they would make pancakes for people in exchange for like, hey, can you go and get firewood and throw some fire on, or wood in the fire? Yeah. Um, there was people who would go and just pick up trash. There's people that would go and take whatever they had in their bag, put it on the ground, and that would be part of their trading circle. Yeah. Just some like old school hippie shit. You know what I mean? Right. Like some yeah. badass stuff. Uh huh. But um, like as as like I love to think of myself like as an old school like want to be hippie but i unfortunately do see the the flaws in said movement sure yeah i mean any anything right that's uh once it gets big enough it kind of falls apart almost like you know because people get well we always strive for it i think there's this idea that we can we can do like okay we can make it work like oh yeah they didn't make it work but we can And as soon as we get, whether it's, you know, whatever feeds into our ego, whether it's money or fame, you know, popularity or power where people, you know, come to you and ask you stuff. And now you're, you're this leader and now you're, you, you know, you're able to make choices that affect all these people. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm better. Like when you're in that position for a long time, it's like you get this, you know, your ego messes with you it messes everything up it's like this uh i don't know so unfortunately that you know it doesn't last long term you know but those communes and stuff those were like the the ideal was hey this can this can work on a larger scale if we get more people to do you know part of this but then you get that one guy that just messes it up dude (laughs) humans i believe we're, I, I believe that humans are innately evil, un, unfortunately, and it's 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 disgusting to think of it like that. Yeah. However, we we're in a time and a place right now in history where we have the most convenience and the most comfortability that anybody in the world has ever had. ever ever. So that's why when we see evil acts being done, we portray it to be abominable. No one yeah. should ever do this. Whatever, but there's more people thinking of these evil things than there are people of thinking good things. You know what I mean? Mm. It's easier to, it's easier to be an evil person and do disgusting acts than it is to say, be a great person and be yeah. selfless and help your community. It takes more work. It, yeah. 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 And there's some people that'll be, say evil and they'll be lazy and they'll take advantage of the people that are good and want to help right. or like somebody who's homeless and they don't want to better themselves and i mean yeah. like genuinely just want to panhandle those people will never ever ever they'll they'll never do anything more than what they are and it's not evil nor it's good however right. it doesn't go so it's neutral because they're being enabled to be the less person the least person they could be yeah right you know, I heard it put another way too is um and I never thought of it like that uh, cuz I think we're we're taught like oh, people are innately good, you know? And uh, I agree with both statements. Yes, I see what you're saying cuz uh this guy uh in this business conference said negative is automatic. That's it's automatic in us and it's automatic in nature. He said if you uh if you dig up a whole plot of land and you don't do anything with it, 
just let it do, let it be. What's going to grow there? Weeds. So we, you know, negative is automatic. The weeds are going to grow unless you do something to cultivate it. If you plant some corn and you don't touch it and you don't cultivate around, you know, dig around and pull up the weed, like the weeds are going to outgrow the corn and take it over. Like negative is automatic in our universe and in us, in our minds. It's way easier to be negative than it is to be positive. It takes a lot of work to be positive. It takes daily discipline, like what you said in the beginning, uh, this discipline, and uh, and it does. It takes a, you know, you've got to kind of force that. Like if you if you're stuck in the house. When I was laid up, you know, being paralyzed, and I was stuck in the house, and you're alone with your thoughts, right? Like I'm laying there, I can't do anything, I can't use my phone, I can't hold a book to read it, um, and you're alone with your thoughts. If I don't, if I didn't actively work on it, dude, there's a bunch of negative shit going on in my head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to really take some effort to go, I'm focused on this, right? Yeah. And uh, I think that over the years, like back in, you know, through history, I think that's where uh, religions and different cultures really helped people. And they still can. It still can. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. Is there bad in religion? Of course. There's bad people that do bad things under the name of religion or whatever. Uh, wars have been fought in you know, God's name or the Allah's name or whatever. Yeah, man. Like not crucifixion, the, the crusades. That's what, yeah, the are. crusades. Yeah. It's uh so there can be bad, but I feel like um, it, it helps for the majority of people. It really helps give them a focus to, yeah. you know, this, I want to do this and, and I, the feeling I have this good feeling I want others to feel that. So I'm going to spread this word, spread this message, whatever it is. So it can be a good thing. And it's really like, you really got to focus to uh, not be negative, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, that's back, like back and backtracking on the like whole religious thing. Like, yeah, for, for sure. The uh, like religion throughout history has always proven to be the best source of community. And I mean, like, not only in the aspect of having people around you, but you all have a common set of mora- morals and like goals yeah. to, to achieve. Now there are say like, as you said, like the, the crusades, which were obviously like horrendous fucking ways to force religion onto other people. However, yeah. if you look back on the, or the history, it was more or less like it was a big thing between Islam, Christians and the Jews. They were all trying to fight for like, prominence in the world yeah. and like the major G- judeo-christian religion which i mean like now we kind of look back on it and be like yeah it's a little silly you know we probably right. shouldn't be doing that over some like idealistic bullshit it's the same thing with like i shouldn't probably spread my country's borders for the sake of communism or fucking capitalism or some other mm-hmm. bullshit but like modern day religions say like um marxists like i say i think marxism is like a modernist religion and that's what pulls people away especially from religion um if you looked at any like marxist socialist whatever in, in the past say like stalin mao uh you even got kim jong-un whatever the kim regime like they all nix or even hitler too nix religion and put themselves on the top the forefront uh-huh. of like they're I idle. am your savior. If it wasn't yep. for me, you'd be starving and dead, even though That's I'm right. starving and killing Even most though of the you're starving and dying. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, I mean, it's like, that propaganda I, machine, bro. 
And that's that's how people get into like say cults. Like people yeah. innately look for a community or some sort of common ground. People, we're very right. social creatures. We need to endow ourselves in some sort of like societalistic rituals. Now, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. People say me who don't like to be around people all the time. Yeah, but you need to be around people. Uh, I'll go back to a hiking story. Um, there was a me and my grandfather hiking this place called Roush Gap on the AT. And there was this kid, he was about 20 years old. Um, I asked him if he wanted to have a safety meeting, sat there, had a little, rolled a little bit with him, talked to him. And he's like, guys, I really do appreciate this. He's like, I've been out here. He, he was hiking from Maine to Pennsylvania, which is halfway point. And he was going to Duncannon, which probably be another day or two trip for him. And uh, he was like, I've been out here in this particular shelter for like three days. He's like, I'm not tired. I'm not hungry. He's like, I'm just drained. He's like, I just need social interaction. And I'm like, I totally understand that. I, I felt that as soon as I walked up to him. And his name is Speed Bump. He's a Floridian, man. Shout out to you, man, if you ever see this. Uh, if you're nice. doing well. But, um, yeah, um, there, there's a sense of community. And it's not only good for, like, say, the, the social aspect of it, but character building as well. Um, and now, that's not to say that you can't get, like, tricked into doing some dumb, crazy sure. shit. Absolutely. But that's where, say, self-education comes in from. Like, now that we live in the day and age of internet, you can now figure out any source of information that you want and make your own decision for yourself. That's why, like, say, like, we don't attack other people for having a certain religion anymore. Like, I as, like, say, like, I don't have really, like, a denomination. I believe there is God. I don't have, I don't know what denomination is the true version of him, but I believe that there is some sort of higher intelligent creation. But now, but nowadays you don't see like Christians attacking Muslims or Muslims attacking Jews, shit like that. It's more or less like we, the religious people versus you, the crazy motherfuckers. It's usually that kind of fight. So it's, it, it shifted from like individualistic spiritual backgrounds now to like, we need some sort of spiritual binding rather than you not thinking that we have any common moral grounding at all, which is, yeah. I feel like most people who don't have some sort of spiritualistic asset, they they don't understand where morals come from. They don't understand where like like sense of like society and being come from. They think it's natural, but it's 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 not. Like it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. You can kind of call it pack mentality, but I do believe we need to be around um, other humans for spiritual growth, not only like yeah. mental and yeah. Well, there's something uh, we definitely put out, you know, that frequency we put out, uh, each each person does, you know, from our body, from our heart, it's I guess. It's the vibe, man. It's the yeah, vibe. it's the vibe, dude. And uh, we, um, so the feeling you get when you go to, you're in a large group of people, whether it's at church, you know, a charismatic song comes on, and you're doing like praise and worship or something like that, and it's that unity with everyone and, and the close proximity with people that you feel that vibe, that energy, that positive, uh, whatever they call yeah. it. But it's like, dude, there is a noticeable feeling that it, it's almost tangible that you can't get when you're, if I was watching it, I, I could be moved, you know, emotionally by music. Like if I was watching a praise and worship session, on here, right on this monitor, um, I could get emotional, but I'm not going to feel what I would feel if I was standing in there next to people, dude. 
And that's that's a good point. Um, you know the movie that came out, Sound of Freedom? Yes. I went and watched that. And now I watched that. I, I watched that for not only the message, but just to pay tribute to whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jim and, uh, Caviezel is awesome too, man. I've, I've listened to so many podcasts. I listened to podcasts when he went over his movie before actually watching it, just so I can get more yeah. in-depth with it. And uh, I remember watching the movie, and at the end, they were like, uh, you, like we, we encourage people, or no, it was during the podcast, he says, we, we encourage people to go out in here and see this in theaters. We don't want people to sit in their rooms and watch this, because you won't get the sense and the feeling and the fear and the sadness that you'll actually convey with other people. You'll miss the key emotions and the feelings that people around you are feeling. Maybe you're disconnected somehow from something in the world that these people are allowing you to, to connect to, to hold on to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's the same thing where you can even go to like a, a concert, like a rock show or a yeah. metal show, man. Yeah. Like you have people beating the hell out of each other in a mosh pit, but man, you're still picking each other. But it's, up all love, it's all for love. It's all for love. You're still loving each other. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's just different people, different things, and we all yeah. find community in a in in unique ways, which is the coolest thing about fucking humanity and liberalism. Like we we can express ourselves in the most stupidest way that we that even other people see, but yeah. we have a group that still finds us cool as shit, and we still make it look cool. It's like airsoft, and we're larpers with guns. We're for real. Building role-playing military people but you know what there's some people that run out there in pink gear there's some people that run out in skirts yeah. you know they're still having a good time good time and it's just it's just all about like community and love you know what it I mean? really is yeah it really is well listen man uh what a good note to end on too um Heck it's yeah. been great meeting you nico thank you so much <laughs> man i'm glad we got to uh work this out I can, man. I'm so happy I got to go on your show, man. I've been listening to this for months. <laughs> I this appreciate that. Well, shout out to you and your team, your new team. Um, tell everybody where they can find all your stuff uh, and any, you know, any of your team stuff and all that. Gotcha. Um, right now, I'm still getting the workout for the, the team social media aspect of it, but you can find all my stuff on YouTube. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I have a Rumble too, and I know it's not a huge community on there, but I still have it. Um, it's at Nico's Outdoor Adventure or Venture, V E N T U R E, not Adventure. I I messed up by making it like that. It is what it is. But um, I don't <laughs> have like awesome. a whole bunch of com- or content or content on there right now. We're we're still producing, getting you know experience. <laughs> Good man, awesome. I'll have all those links in here too. So, right all right, here, brother. Man. Yeah, thank you so much, brother, and uh, you have a good night. Thank you. Yeah, you too, man. Peace. Later, bro.